Working on Thomas. Gets around him. Up under and in. Oh, what a move for Kyrie Irving. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome into the Up and Under podcast. I'm your host, Hani. Joined with me, as always, it's Zeeshan. So how's your week been, man? It's good. It's good right now, man. I was hella sick, like, last week from... Yeah, man, we're trying to play, play ball, ball, and you didn't... I couldn't even play ball, fam. I was, I was dead. I, was, I mean, that's I was when you know it's died. bad. When you can't play ball, it's like... I know. Yeah, that's like the shitty life. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I've had a decent week. I've been a little bit busy, you know, just getting the episode ready, you know, just uh, getting, Jeez. you know, making it sound great for you guys. So, yeah. you know, it was fun, though. So definitely, if you guys missed last episode, definitely go check it out. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, all the other podcasting places where you can go to find that that, that shit. You can also find uh, the full episode on YouTube. We have it on YouTube. We also have an IGTV episode as well. So definitely check us out. You can find us on no matter what platform you're on. Yeah. But speaking of episodes, on this episode of the Up and Under podcast, we're talking about the Western Conference. Now, the NBA season is literally a month away from now. And it's time to now start talking about what do we expect to see this upcoming season. So, we're going to basically break down the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. We're going to split it into about two episodes. So, this episode, we're going to talk about all about the Western Conference. We're going to give you guys our seedings, our predictions, where do we think each team is going to seed the record, and why we think they're going to be at that particular uh, spot in the rankings this upcoming season. And plus a pretty like, in-depth analysis of what we think of each team and uh, how we think they're going to perform based on roster makeups chemistry etc y'all know it is yeah and pretty much and just like last episode we're not holding back so pretty much be, be prepared for that shit facts all right yo let's let's get right into this shit number one golden state warriors of course no surprise i mean we're predicting them to get about 63 to 67 wins which i think is a pretty decent mark it's been that's pretty much been the standard for golden state for the last I don't know, four or five seasons now. I mean, last season, their record was 58-24, and 24, which was considered a down year yeah. for them. Second in the West, third overall in the NBA. Yeah, shout so, out to the Raptors. Shout out to the Raptors, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors, I mean, they're just a good team. I and mean, last year, it just showed that they just weren't trying. They just really weren't giving a shit. Honestly, they could, they could probably break their 73-win mark. I feel like they could probably get at least 75 wins. Well, if they but want to. If yeah. they want to, but uh, 2016 after 2016, they I don't, don't think wanna they do don't want to do that anymore. They don't want to go try-hard mode in the in, in the regular season. No. Warriors blew 3-1 lead. But. Yeah, so we just feel like they're going to keep it respectable and go about 63 to 67 wins. But some of their key off-season acquisitions... Obviously, DeMarcus Cousins, if you heard last week's episode, you would have uh, found out our reactions to yeah, that. Yeah, boogie on a 5.7 million contract uh, for one year. Yeah. Um, also, Jonas Jerebko, uh pretty good pickup, too. If That's uh, a solid pickup. Yeah. I mean, if y'all don't know who he is, pretty, uh, pretty good stretch four as well. He can't uh, play defense, but, I mean, you know, yeah. it doesn't really matter on the Warriors. You have such good defenders already on that team. Exactly. So the fact I, that you have another three-point shooter... To add to that already stacked three-point shooting team. And Boogie is yeah. like... And they got him on a one-year 2.1 mil contract, too. Both these guys are... I don't know how... I don't know how, like, Golden State keeps upgrading the roster, honestly. I remember when the Heat couldn't, like, do a damn thing when they had to start, like, Joel Anthony and, like, Dexter Pittman and stuff. <laughs> I was like, bro, their bench players were, like, 
It's just the time with Jarvis Varnado and stuff. Like, bro, what kind of like garbage players were these? And then Golden State's just getting boogie. Jonas Drebko, freaking Boogie. Last year they got Nick Young, Omri Caspi, all of them. I think this the, hey, bro, it's just showing the that the times have changed really, and like players are now being like, "Yo, now it's okay to jump on the bandwagon." No, it's and like, plus it's because the whole salary cap jump too. That too. Golden State got they, hell of they money. hit they hit the jackpot with KD at in 2016 when the huge salary cap uh, spike so like they had enough money to afford him and and now they uh, they still have money left over to sign other players and plus Draymond's being taking less money to Draymond, Clay, Steph they're all KD, taking less money they're, they've all been taking well Steph just signed that contract yeah Steph but, just got his contract but before that yeah, he's been taking exactly. less money and you know the, that's just the thing with the Warriors is that their team as a whole their structure is such that all guys want to you know Take less to make the team better, and it is admirable. But you I know. know, for us fans, it's like, yo, it's, what the hell? It's, it's, they just keep getting better and better. Like they don't, they keep it consistently like amazing every single season. Yeah, I mean, shout out to all the like diehard Oakland fans that's been there since like. I mean, they're losing with, like, Monte Ellis and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, like, but, now you bandwagon but, fans, all you bandwagon, all gotta chill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about, like, Oakland fans. Like, yo, fans, yo if you've but, been there, if you've been yeah, repping yeah, the team yeah, since, yeah. like, day one, then I... Yeah, but... But, yeah. like, you know, if you're just jumping on the bandwagon just because the Warriors are winning championships... Exactly, like, yo, exactly. what the hell? Anyway, some of their uh, key offseason losses, they lost uh, JaVale McGee, of course, to the Lakers. Not a huge loss. Uh, Zaza Pachulia... Did not Pistons. even factor. That he, he didn't even play in the playoffs, to be honest. He was just there to injure people. <laughs> Literally, like, this guy has no skill. You, like, you, if you actually think about it, like, what the hell was he there on the Warriors for? You I, know, I have like, no idea. Just he just he, he doesn't have any skill, bro. They just needed a body. That's it. That's like, bro, he's not even a good rebounder. He's like a five hundred pounds. He's slow as hell. He doesn't. That. He's garbage at defense. He can't shoot a jumper for his life. He uh, has no post moves. He can't. Make a layup. Like, what the hell is he actually there for? Except pretty much injuring people. He's like a trash version of Bruce Bowen was for the Spurs. Bruce yeah. Bowen, like, was their enforcer and, like, injured people for the Spurs. But at least he was an all-time great defender and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, pretty much. And Zaza, and Zaza isn't. So, he, the Zaza fact that the Warriors garbage. lost him and JaVale to, I guess, you know, not as good players and replaced them with DeMarcus Cousins is... I will say, crazy. though, that they lost some of their center rotation. They, I know they got Boogie back, but Boogie's not going to play until, like, what, like, March or something? Put it this way. They can still so, run Draymond or KD at center. I know, but you think Draymond and KD want to run full-time at center? Well, not no. full-time. That's why they exactly. got Boogie. Yeah, well, now, and now I can, think... And they can pretty much put anyone. They can put like Kevon Looney. Kevon can... Looney, I think, is going to be their guy now. I think he will For be. them, probably, yeah. to be honest. And also, uh, David West to retirement. They, he retired, but yeah, like, he was already done. He shout much. out David West. I mean, like, you know, he won a couple rings, you know. Nah, I don't care about career. that. Like, I don't care. You know. Uh, I guess another thing to point out with the Warriors, that they retained a lot of their core players. I mean, they retained Andre Iguodala. They still have Sean Livingston. They still have Jordan Bell. Kevon, Kevon Looney. Looney. Nick Young, possibly. We don't know. He's not Then this guy got, yet. like... He got arrested or something, right? Didn't get arrested for like I think so. I for think like so. fighting with the cops or something. Maybe yeah. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, they might resign Nick Young. Patrick McCall is coming back from injury. Quinn Cook. He had a great season last yeah. season. Yeah, and he was he was just a what was he like a Julie Julie guy? Yeah, exactly. So it's just like they they keep the wheels turning, just getting talent and stuff. It's like to be honest, like the Spurs culture, it's comparable to that. Steve Kerr coming from the Spurs culture. Uh, like making it like, cause if you guys remember, people always people are always like t- 
talking crap about Steve Kerr or like about how it's oh it's Mark Jackson's team. Mark Jackson's the one who did. If you remember, people don't people who say that don't watch didn't watch the NBA back when Mark Jackson was coaching the Warriors. Either that or they have they don't well, put remember. It this way. Mark, Mark Jackson, Jackson, yeah, Mark, Mark Jackson, Jackson was he he was a good coach for sure, but it's the same thing with the Raptors too. He was capped out. And if you remember too, at the end of that tenure, he got fired for all these like problems he was having with the roster. He was feuding with management. He was like he was doing some weird stuff in the locker room too. Like people people were like, this guy was kind of like. He wasn't what Steve Kerr is, okay? It's Steve exa- Kerr is the like, one. It's exactly made. what you brought up. It's pretty much almost exactly what the Raptors were going through. You know, they were being a good team. They were making it to the playoffs. Uh, Mark Jackson was a solid coach. He was good at developing guys like Curry and Thompson. But when it got to the point where taking them to that next level, they needed a new voice. And Steve Kerr took that team, that already good roster, and took them to that next level. Yeah. You know? So that I think is why people misconstrued that oh it's not people say that oh it's not Steve Kerr's team but yeah. in actuality Steve Kerr won. He's the one more. who implemented the whole culture and stuff. Yeah, like that too. Culture you know? is super important, especially yeah. in sports. Like look at freaking Sacramento; they've never had yeah, a culture. Exactly. And look how they've been drowning in mediocrity for like God ever knows since how the long. NBA screwed them of a championship, kind of. Pretty like, much, yeah. They've never recovered from that. Pretty much. And, like, that's what we're saying, too, the whole culture thing. They they're, they keep retaining their core players, the big four, as well. And the, keep sacrificing Draymond Green, talking about how he, like, sacrificed, like, what, 30, 40 million or something maybe, like that for I, the team. I don't even know the exact number, but... Yeah. They just, like, it's all, it's a culture in the sense that they all want to sacrifice for each other, and they all want to continue to get better with each other. And, honestly, like, hate aside, it's like, that's something that... All teams should be striving for where all their players are committed to yeah, the cause and they exactly, all want to buy exactly. in. And pretty much like to be honest, for like our preview of this this team, pretty much they 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 already had the best lineup in the league. They got better with Boogie, obviously, and they didn't lose anybody big either. So it's like you know, pretty much a championship. They're they're gonna win yeah, the chip this year. I mean, for me, I mean, this is a no brainer. The Warriors they've had the best roster in the league for the last I don't know like four or five years now. And it's, this one's no different. I mean, they took their already, like you said, they took their already stacked roster. They got better. They added uh, Boogie. They added Eurepco. And they got rid of some of the useless pieces. I mean, JaVale, there's not much more you can get out of JaVale. Zaza was already, uh, you know, dead weight already. And then they kept their young guys. I mean, they kept their young guys who were also good. I mean, McCaw's pretty solid. Quinn Cook was really good last season. Jordan Bell, I'm still pissed yeah, that, the, yeah. that the Raptors didn't dra- draft This man's been saying before the draft, too, he was like, yo, we should draft Jordan Bell. Bro, we should draft Jordan I Bell. remember. And Chicago gave him for what, like three and a half Chicago, million or something? Chicago I don't know. Chicago messed that shit up bad. Fire guard packs, man. I, I I know. I, this, I, I get why Chicago fans. I get I mean, why Chicago fans hate them so much. Yo, so I mean, <laughs> like, I was calling, like, a little bit. Like, I wanted to, like, backstory a little bit. I wanted the Raptors to draft Jordan Bell. I thought he was a great prospect. I liked what I he mean, we do. did get. OG though, I mean, so, we got like, OG, but sick. like before, because I didn't know who, about a lot about OG, but I did know a lot about Jordan Bell, so I was really excited for him. But then when I found out Chicago drafted him and traded him to Golden State, that pissed me off. And then he played really well in the regular season, so I mean, good for the Golden State. They scouted a good pl- player who's now paying dividends for them, but I'm still a little bit pissed by that. But overall, man, it's clear no one's gonna beat this team. I mean, this year, nobody's gonna beat them, and that's why they're the number one seed. And even when they're not going to try, they're still going to win. So. Exactly. So they're pretty much going to be best team 
in the league this year. Even if even if they drop down to like fourth seed, we all know they're going somehow. Where we all know they're going to win a championship. Fourth seed, anyway. they're not going to drop down. They're to fourth e- okay. Hypothetically, even if they didn't care about regular season, they got in as the eighth seed. They don't even need home yeah, court advantage. I mean, they They'll still win the chip. Um, yeah, they didn't take any steps back. They retained their same core as we already said. Got the best center in the league, arguably. Um, so yeah, the only way they're gonna drop down seeds is by like relaxing, cruising through the regular season. And, that's and honestly, cool. nobody even cares. Like we all, we all know people were like hyping it up last year, like because they were like second seed or whatever. They lost. They were having that bad stretch of like ten games or whatever, where they lost like three, three out of like freaking like six games or something. Like bro, I dude. mean, realistically, the the true fans are like, yo, we're we're actually exactly. terrified because if they're doing bad now, that yeah. just gives them an excuse and a reason to get even better during the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they just they they upgraded. They got some good acquisitions and like they still have their young guys too who are coming off the bench. So overall, like we all know what this team is: chip, this championship, yeah, chip, and done, number one seed. I mean, put much. it that way. Number two seed, we're gonna move. We're gonna say the number two seed is gonna be the Houston Rockets. Now we do feel that they're gonna take a little bit of a step back. Last season, their record was sixty-five and seventeen. They were first in the Western Conference and they were first in the league. And pretty much, we got them at like fifty-five, sixty wins this year again. Yeah. So, um, so some for for some key off-season moves they made. Uh, they did re-sign CP three as well. Um, they got Melo, of course, on a one-year, two-point-one mil deal. Um, they re-signed Capella to what eighty million or whatever it was, something like that. Something like like that. Hundred mil, something. It like was a hundred mil. It was close to that oh. number. It was like four years, a hundred mil. They also got James Ennis on a two-year, three-point-four mil, and they got MCW for whatever reason for a one-year, one-point-seven mil contract. Uh, some of their losses. Um, it was a five-year, ninety million. That was okay. It was that close was Clint enough. Close enough. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Uh, some of the losses were Trevor Ariza. He went to Phoenix on the one-year deal, and Luke Richard Mbamute. He resigned. He went back to the Clippers on a one-year deal. Fam, I don't know why they got MCW on a one-year, one point seven million. What the hell, bro? This guy is literally. You can argue he's the worst player in the league. You can argue wasn't he shooting like thirty percent at the rim last year and stuff too. MJ the MJ tried to bring him six, in on the Hornets. He's exactly. Six, seven. If there's one thing you should be able to do if you're six seven, at least make some layups. Exactly. Like, bro, I don't. This guy's like so. What's he gonna do for the Rockets? Be honest, like Rockets, nothing really. I mean, just play like spot minutes for like if CP three and James Harden are tired or garbage time. Really, like that's the only time I can see realistically he can get in. But like I, I know they needed a backup point guard, but like still MCW. Like, there was way better. Like they could have gotten like a Shabazz Napier for cheaper. That's that's nah. I don't. I mean, like I'm saying, like that's the type of player. Yeah, but like like they could have gotten someone like that for better. They could have used that money better on somebody. This man's trash, like, honestly. like Number one overall. Wait, no, he was, like, number 12 pick. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, No, but, but he had the rookie of the year. Yeah, Everyone's, like, hyping him up for stuff. No, that's the thing. Guy. Like, he has good, uh, he has good uh, physical attributes. I mean, he's got the height. He's got the wingspan. Like, but he's just never capitalized. He's never developed the jump shot, first of all. And now, the confidence of not being on a consistent player, on a, on a having a consistent role on a team, that's affected him. And now he's just... A bum. <laughs> he's 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 bro. He's literally the worst player in the league. Like no one cap. of them, at least. Like, I mean, Zaza still still you know competing for that crown, but you know. Yeah. So pretty much for Houston, what happened was um they resigned their core, their key players, CP3 so as in CP three and Capella, but they had huge losses as well in the offseason. 
Um, they lost some of their defensive depth in uh, Trevor Reza and Luke Mbamute. And if you remember, too, in the playoffs, there was that one clip of Trevor Reza, like, dying on the court from chasing KD around. You're not going to get that same intensity. You're not going to get that same defensive effort from guys like James Ennis and Carmelo Anthony. And, like, bro, Houston, Daryl Morey's already said Houston's all about uh, beating and dethroning Warriors. Y'all aren't going to do anything with James Ennis. I mean, one of the major reasons why they were even able to compete with Golden State was the defense. Exactly. And the fact that you lose your two best defenders, arguably on the team, besides P.J. Tucker, is uh, that's a step back in in of itself. I mean, yes, they still have Harden and, and CP3, Capella, Eric Gordon, and P.J. Tucker. The offense is going to be good because of that, but their defense, you know, and their offense will be better, especially if Melo buys in, but... They the defense to me in my opinion is gonna take the hit, and that's why I feel like the Rockets they took a step back. I mean, exactly. James Harden isn't gonna play defense. Um, what's it called CP three is a good defender, but at this age he's not he's not what he once was anymore either. PJ Tucker PJ Tucker is a good defender. He's not what he once was in Phoenix, but he's still a good defender. But in terms of he has offensive limitations, so he's and he's he's not as long as like Trevor Reza yeah, was. Like Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza's wingspan too was crazy. Yeah. This guy was long, and Trevor Reza is a lot more agile than PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker is like a big guy. He's like a strong, like brick house kind of guy. You know, he's not he's not like uh he's not gonna he can't chase you around one on one situations. Yeah, he can lock you up, but. Like, in terms of chasing guys like KD around in an offense where KD's running around screens, Clay's running around screens, P.J. Tucker can't, he, he can't chase you like nah. Trevor Reza, Luke Mbamute did. Like, he can be, like, more like a spot guy, like, you can put him at, at power forward and he can, like, exactly. muscle, out-muscle, like, some of the other big men, but he, he can't, he's not a guy who will chase around a point guard or chase around, like, a quick player like KD. So. Houston's death lineup last year was when they had P.J. Tucker at center. Like, yeah. Exactly. This guy is a strong guy. Like this guy's crazy strong, but he's not—he's not the fastest guy either. That's the thing. Especially if he's playing as Jordan's too. Like, I get—I get you want to be like nice with it. The biggest like, hype piece. I, I know—I know yeah, you yeah. want to be like nice with it with your shoes and stuff. But like, bro, sometimes like you gotta like prioritize like yeah, playing like, like, like get, properly. Like, like put like some some proper like performance shoes in. Exactly, and, bro. Yeah. This guy's wearing like street shoes on court, fam. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, I mean, I feel like the Rockets they took a a pretty big step back. I mean, I feel like it will affect them during the regular season as the main aspect that made them really good last season was their top ten defense, as we mentioned. And, exactly. You know, but now that they lost Ariza and Mbamute, you know, the players who actually helped them achieve that that accomplishment, you know, I just feel like that's gonna be their biggest downfall. Where like they're still gonna be a top five offense in the league, but because you're not going to be a top ten defense, that is really gonna affect them. And, you know, I feel like they're still a talented team, but I feel like they're just not going to have as great of a season as last year. I mean, they're not going to be 65 wins. Yeah. That's what I feel. And, you know... It's not going to be the same thing. Yeah. And like the Warriors they, got better. So pretty much. Pretty much that kind of just dethroned them anyway. So... Yeah, they're pretty much... They, they are worse than they were last year, uh, in my mind, with the addition of Melo, uh, James Ennis. Who I like. I like James Ennis. He's a good player. But yeah, he was he's good not, in Memphis. He's not, he's not what Trevor Reza no. is. Um, yeah, to they got them to pretty much try to offset their losses of Ariza and Mbamute. And to be honest, Mbamute, I can understand. Like, even in the playoffs, this guy, he, he came, he was injured 
and then he came back in the playoffs, and he was still kind of injured, and that's why he played like trash. Yeah, but overall, he's still a solid defender. Nah, I know, but like Mbamute, it doesn't even matter that much if you lost him. It's it's still like okay, whatever. But Trevor Reza is the big one. Trevor Reza is the big like big loss for you, and he. Like Phoenix gave him a what one year fifteen mil. 15 obviously, mil. obviously Houston can't match that. But like that's that's well they could have before they resigned Capella. So because after exactly, the but they he, had enough. Yeah, to, you to gotta pre- prioritize a center. To be honest, like you can't prioritize the wing over the center because center. center I if felt you have, like and, with Ariza, they should have at least kept him at least on a one to two year deal, and then get Capella on a shorter deal. Like you don't have to lock him up right away. Nah, but he Capella, was Capella wanted that deal though. That's the thing. But he, he was wanted. a restricted free agent, so it's, to be honest with the Rockets, had all the leverage because Capella yeah. wasn't getting many offers either. So nah, but Phoenix. If anything, one of those bad teams like Phoenix was in the running for like just throwing beer Aiden. money at him himself too. They got DeAndre Ayton though. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like bad teams like that, just teams with nothing to lose. They're just gonna throw beer money at him. Yeah, you know? I mean, and especially if they sign him to what one year, two year contract, then let's say the year after that, uh, the salary cap is gonna get higher. Whatever teams are gonna have more space for their cap, they're gonna throw money at him. Houston's gonna lose him. So in terms of for Houston's perspective too, I think it was a better uh, deal for them to lock him up to like a five year contract, four year contract, whatever it was. Yeah, a lo- more a more long term contract. And Capella too, like you know, players want that longer contract at least because they don't want to. They want get, the security. Yeah, they do, they don't want to get injured. Like Isaiah, yeah. Isaiah Thomas is like the conversation now, <laughs> but like you don't want that to happen, no. especially in a contract year, right? You know. Um, so they won't have a like top ten defense anymore. However, the their big three quote unquote is still intact, and it will give them a great offense um, with Capella's pick and roll skills and James Harden CP three. So, um, but I think the biggest thing is missing Ariza's three uh, and D uh, skills, catching and shooting, and replacing them with Melo and Ennis, who aren't who aren't as great of uh, spot up shooters. Um, they still have Eric Gordon off the bench who can put up points for them. Um, but other than that, pretty much their depth wise is not good. Oh, we of we also forgot to say Ryan Anderson got traded too. Oh yeah, that was actually that just happened like a few days ago. Yeah. They got Marquis Chris, which that to be look, to be honest with you, I really like that I really like this trade for Houston because I feel like they completely fleeced Phoenix. From this deal? They didn't fleece them. It was a good deal for both teams, to be honest. No, nah, I mean, Phoenix didn't get anybody. That's Phoenix the got Ryan Anderson. They got a three-point shooter who can space the floor. They got... Uh, yeah, but they, the they have only so many bigs. So, they, okay, they, they, but don't, they don't need Ryan dude, Anderson. They needed to get rid of Marquise Chris because he was, he was just toxic for them. Brandon Knight's, con- Brandon Knight's right. contract, they needed to get rid of him. In terms of for Houston getting Marquise Chris, that's another I think that's quote-unquote the- good defender... I that's feel his like reputation, that technically, but like I feel like his athleticism will really help. Uh, well, if he can put it together, because like this this past year it's been horrible for him. Like he's had maturity issues. He's been one. But of I the feel worst. like in a winning culture, I feel like that should change. Hopefully, something. hopefully. Brandon yeah. Knight, I mean, Brandon he's better Knight, than MCW. Yeah, people least. people make fun of Brandon Knight, bro. This guy was almost all star in Milwaukee. Like yeah, people don't really remember that. this guy was really good in Milwaukee. It's just his injuries killed his career pretty much. Yeah, and like he if, just came off an ACL injury. Yeah. So if anything, um, Houston can use him as like backup point guard, yeah, shooting guard. I mean, uh, he can he can. I'm pretty sure he can still put up a good 13 points a game. That's even, that's good. At least 10. Like I'd be good with just 10. If you go 10 and 10, six and six and two. 
I'll be fine with that. Like six assists, two. Nah, he's not getting a six though. I, I feel like a good stat line for him would probably be like thirteen and four. To be honest, thirteen and four would be pretty decent. Thirteen and five. Uh, that's if he scores. But yeah, I mean that's a really good trade. I mean, I li- I liked it personally. I feel like Phoenix at the short end of that, but. No, nah, I don't. I, I I disagree with it. Yeah, because they they needed to get rid of those two players. They got back a, a expiring contract but in two years in Ryan Anderson. That, the thing with Phoenix is that like they paid these guys money. They invested time in them. Like if you yeah if yeah, you yeah gave yeah. up on them, that to me is like no. I don't know money. why they trade for Brandon Knight. It's it's I don't that know. Was what the, that was dumb. Ryan McDonough. I don't know what he's doing, bro. This guy should be fired like immediately. Like, this guy got... Uh, they signed no, Isaiah Thomas. Bro, put James Jones in as GM, bro. They signed Isaiah Thomas. They still had Goran Dragic and Eric Bledsoe. It didn't make then sense. Then they traded Eric Bledsoe. Uh, they traded both Dragic and, and uh, Thomas. And, and Thomas. Them. And then they got Brandon Knight. Like, what the that hell made, are you doing? It like, made no sense. Bro, that made no sense. He doesn't know what he's doing. So, anyways, back to Houston. Um, So, pretty much... uh. What we think pretty much is just they're going to take a step back this year. They're still going to be, like, a better team than everyone else uh, yeah. besides Golden State. But they're, they're still I mean, gonna they're now it. behind Golden State rather than what they were. Well, they were never in front of Golden State. They were, they were, realistically, they were never in front of Golden State. Yeah. But, all right, um, moving on anyways. Uh, number three seed we think is going to be OKC. I know people. some people might expect us to say, like, LA or something, but... To be honest, it says first year you gotta give we'll LA get to time. LA in a bit. Like you gotta let them mesh. Um, OKC, anyways, uh, we we think they're gonna be a fifty to fifty-five win team. Last season, the record was uh forty-eight and thirty-four, good enough for fourth in the West. Um, so their key off-season moves, they re-signed PG thirteen, of course, for the four-year one thirty-six mil contract, which was huge uh, for them. Yeah, they also re-signed uh, Jeremy Grant as well, three-year twenty-seven mil. Um, I think an underrated move was the Nerlens Noel signing for two year three point seven. That's like what like one and a half like mil like one point seven five mil a season. It's, That's it's very a very much. a pretty good contract. Yo, he should have rejected that seventy mil contract from Dallas, bro. He's no, he should have kept that. I don't he's know why. That he's bro. He should. If that was my agent, if that was my agent, I would have freaking killed him on the spot. Like seriously, I would have punched the hell out of my agent. If that, if he was freaking advising me, like whoever the agent is for Nolan Noel, like bro, wh- what the hell were you? Need you a career change. <laughs> Pretty much, they also traded for Dennis Schroeder in the uh, in that the uh, mellow trade. And Tim they got they got yeah they got their uh, backup point guard now. Um, that's un- if Dennis Schroeder doesn't you know get pissed off like the whole because he was already in Atlanta. If you remember, he was like, oh, I'm, I want to be starting point guard and stuff, and that's why Atlanta got rid of Jeff T. They were comfortable. And the dead shooter's like, nah, I don't want to be on this team anymore. And if you remember, too, that was the whole thing with Reggie Jackson. Pretty too, much. Like, I was Westbrook. just about to say, like, essentially, we just, just if, as long as Schroeder doesn't become Dennis, I mean, uh, sorry, Reggie Jackson 2.0. Pretty much. That's. Honestly, it, they're, they're kind of the same, like, they're players. Very they're players. very similar players, too. And, like, Reggie Jackson's, like, more athletic. And Dan Schroeder's a little bit, like, quicker and stuff. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's as long as Dan Schroeder doesn't make the same uh, situation as well. Um, so yeah, and they drafted, uh, I can't even, Diallo, whatever, whatever his name is, second round, uh, yeah, 45th pick, I've heard some good things about him too, um, I haven't heard much about him, to be honest with you, it's been pretty quiet about him, I, yeah, but like, I, I still heard, I, I've heard some like, nice things about him, but yeah, I don't know, he's probably not gonna play that much anyways, it's, it's whatever, but still, decent, uh, draft pick, I guess, and then, so, their key offseason losses, they traded Melo, which I don't, 
think it's really a loss. It was not a loss. It wasn't a, was a good fit between him, PG-13. No. If you remember, um, what's it called? They they came back on. They were doing a lot better against Utah with Melo on the bench. Yeah. And Jeremy Grant. Because Jeremy Grant gives you the defense, Melo won't. And besides, Jeremy Grant and Melo are kind of, to be honest, if we're, if we're being honest, Jeremy Grant and Melo, kind of the same three-point shooters, to be honest. Jeremy, nah, Melo was trash at three pointers. Okay, this guy couldn't make a three. Well, and Jeremy yeah, Grant, he, Jeremy Grant's not known as a three point shooter. He can he can make like, a couple. If you're talking threes. about Melo, like a, like maybe like before last season, then I would disagree because then okay, obviously, Mello's a much but better we, three point shooter. We're talking about like Melo now. Yeah, so. Melo now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, um, the they got they got a lot better uh, depth wise. They got rid of the whole you know Melo situation. Um, they have a solid center rotation now with Adams and Noel. That's a pretty good. That's center really rate. good defensively. And That's plus, the the key thing with these guys, pick and roll wise, too. both of them can play with Westbrook. Exactly, because pick they and don't roll. demand the ball. They're and great pick and, in the pick yeah. and roll. They can catch lobs. They can block shots. That's exactly. Well, Nerlens Noel theoretically should be what like the blocking shot. Well, hopefully, type of this can motivate Nerlens. Last I mean, year, last year he was atrocious defensively. Oh like God. he was. I mean, I just I, really I, wasn't giving it. Giving no, it no, no, no. Unless it was against the Raptors. I remember this guy stole the ball like from DeRozan like three times in a row. This guy was like... Blocking Valanchunas. Bro, I, everyone plays good against the Raptors. I don't sometimes. understand, this, man. This mess. Yo. Like, this is messed up, man. Anyways, yeah. And their their guard play is going to be very good with uh, Westbrook. And, and then Schroeder. PG, Schroeder, uh, Andre Roberson. Um, anyways, yeah. They're just a deeper team. And I think that depth also gives them a better... They also get better defensively with that depth. Because now they have more players to, you know, to have better defensive lineups. They got... They have Andre Roberson coming back. If you remember, him, PG, were, like, defensive players of the year, like, tandem The Thunder, last year. I, well, when those guys were all healthy, I mean... The they they had, like, the a top five defense, I think, when Ro- Roberson was there. And then Roberson went I down like and like their whole two, defense... I don't know, something crazy. Like, they were pretty good. With really Roberson good. and despite like Westbrook and Melo, because no offense, Westbrook. I I don't know where he got this rep that he's a good defender. Westbrook's not a good defender. I think it's more about his aggressiveness. It's it's about his it's about his athleticism. Yeah. Yeah, he can be a good defender, but he's not a good defender. Same thing with Drozen too. Drozen theoretically could be a good defender. Andrew Wiggins. All these guys could be theoretically good defenders, but they're not. Same with Westbrook. Westbrook's not a good defender either. Yeah, so, I mean, the defense, like, now they're much better. I mean, look at their, their lineups now. They can run a lineup with Westbrook, Paul George, Roberson, and Grant, or, and, or one of Adams or Noel, or they can run it with uh, Westbrook, Schroeder, PG, Roberson, and Grant. They can go small, big. They have a lot of options that they can run with, and all these lineups can result in some great defensive output for this team. So, I mean... Overall, man, I think the Thunder, they really improved in the area that they were weak in. I mean, they got rid of Melo, which, to me, it just works out for them a lot better. And they added better defensive players in Noel, Schroeder, and they re-signed Paul George, which I feel like is just it's such an uplifting thing for the, for the organization. And I just feel like they're going to be a better team on both sides of the floor. I mean, they're, better, they're, they're much more athletic offensively. They play better with Westbrook and... It's just a more balanced team around Russell Westbrook, and I just think that keeps them competitive. But as we mentioned in last week's episode, they're not going to win much. They're not gonna. I feel like they're not. They're not a championship contending team, but definitely they are a good team. Like they are a solid team, and that's why I think they're good enough to be the third seed in the Western Conference. Yeah. So pretty much what you said. Uh, Thunder are gonna be better than they were last year. 
um, with Melo gone, Andre Robertson coming back, all the additions, etc. Um, another year of PG with Westbrook too, so the chemistry is gonna be better. Uh, you know, we can already tell that PG is likes Westbrook. He likes playing with him. We'll see how that goes in a few years, but like as of right now, PG is like good with Westbrook. Well, PG is also a different player than than Russell Westbrook, so that's why we have to also keep that in mind. Yeah. Then sorry, Kevin Durant. Sorry. So we have to always keep that in mind. They have uh, two good backups to Westbrook. They have Raymond Felton too. He's a pretty yeah, good. We, he's pretty good too. Yeah, he's serviceable. Like he's been. Solid. Nah, he's being good though. Like this, minus his uh, year in Portland where he was fat. That was after the lockout. But like minus that year, I mean, he's still kind of chubby. But like that that year, he was actually like real fat, you know. But like they have two good uh, backups to Westbrook and like. Felton, a shooter, can switch at point guard. And that's something they haven't had since Reggie Jackson. So Pretty much. So yeah. that's actually um, helps Westbrook. They'll still be pretty, like good defensively with PG, Roberson, Adams, Grant, Noel, uh, if he can figure it out. Um, also, yeah, as I said, addition by subtraction by trading away Melo. Um, he wasn't a good fit, obviously, and uh, he, he couldn't shoot well. Um, so, yeah, this year, hopefully, um, I think the Thunder will be better without his uh, stagnant office and um, force-fed touches with mid-range, bad mid-range jumpers from Melo. Um, yeah. They already, yeah, they already have Westbrook doing that, to be honest, so it's like, <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's, it's overall, redundant. I mean, we pretty much say that the Thunder, they have a solid team, Not maybe not a championship contending team, but they do have a team good enough to be the third seed in the Western Conference. Pretty much. Moving on to the fourth seed, and this is where uh, mans have been asking for this, but the Los Angeles Lakers, the fourth seed in the Western Conference, we feel like they're going to get a record anywhere between 47 to 52 wins this season. I mean, last season they were 35 and 47, which was 11th in the West. Obviously, Conference. they don't have the. It's completely different roster. It's a different roster. Uh, they they got LeBron, Lance, Javale, Rondo. We already talked about this uh, last week's episode. We so signed if you KCP, wanna, if you wanna, Beasley. Like, here are more in-depth analysis, like complete in-depth analysis. Check out last yeah, episode. Pretty, pretty much, much. We, we go over um, a lot about the Lakers. They also drafted uh, Mo Wagner, who's uh, who's uh, decent. Well, I mean, in college, he was pretty good, and if anything, he can be one of the stretch, yeah, like a I stretch mean, floor four kind of guy that plays well with LeBron, yeah. you know. And uh, and and pre, uh, what's it called preseason too? I think he he his defensive stats weren't bad either. Like people were knocking him for his defense, like. Preseason, I know it's preseason. I mean, whatever, I wasn't paying attention to preseason like, at all. I don't know, whatever. And they they got uh, the other. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce this man's name, but Fiat Losla. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, can't, I can't do this. The dude they drafted too in, in the second the Lakers round. Lakers yeah, yeah pretty much. The dude they drafted in the second round too. I've heard he's like he was like good overseas or whatever. Like I yeah, know. I don't know, whatever. But like still like better depth, I guess. Um, their key offseason losses. They lost Julius Randle, who. To be honest, I was excited to see him with LeBron if they could that would have sign been him. Sick. Uh, both on like both of them on the fast break is like next, you know, like LeBron. Yeah. Imagine LeBron Julius Randall coming at you full speed. That's bro, a lob. That, two tanks. Either way, it's you. a lob. It could be Randall to LeBron. LeBron to Randall. No, nah, even crazy. then, like bro, two tanks coming at you. Julius Randall's a big dude He's too. A big like, dude, and then LeBron. Yeah. So but they yeah. lost this guy to Pelicans. Um, they also lost Brook Lopez, who was a good stretch he was center decent for them. I mean, I mean, he can't play defense, but he's, he he he, stre- he stretches game out to shooting threes now. Still one of the best post up players in the NBA, in my opinion. Pretty like much, pure yeah. post up players as well, yeah. low post. Uh, Channing Fry to the Cavs, which I don't is, understand. Is whatever. You could have like, stayed with LeBron. Like, come I on, 
Because I've been a re- reuniting. Thing. And then Isaiah Thomas to Denver, which I don't like, to be honest, it's, it's not that much of a loss, but like you still lost your scoring punch off the bench. Yeah. Um, but then that can probably be replaced by someone like Josh Hart. Pretty much. And speaking of that, the Lakers are clearly a better team. They're leaps and bounds better than they were last year. I mean, they added the best player in the world to a team that was 35 wins. So that's an pretty, automatic yeah, 40, 40 win wins, team pretty much. just like that. And they added quality veteran guys. They're tough defensively. They can mentor the young guys. And in theory, these are all in theory. To be honest, like if we're <laughs> well, being I mean, they made Lance, Lance Stevenson sometimes plays good defense. So, what was that quote of Pacers GM was like? Oh, sometimes Lance was the best player on our team, and sometimes he's the best player on the other team. Yeah, so, oh, that's funny. And like all the guys that they signed were kind of like the same mold kind of thing to Rondo. Either he's like amazing player, he's like the one guy like that you want to just kick off the team. Beasley, like, I don't, I don't know Bill Beasley. Sometimes this guy, like, plays amazing. And then Theoretically, they could help the young guys on or even off the court. Yeah. It could be either both or you could even just be on one of them. Either that or they could damage the young guys. They could do that too. But and when piss I, off LeBron and stuff. Like, they could do that too. But they didn't have to go any young and growing talent to do this, to get LeBron and all these veterans. They still have Lonzo. They still have Kuzma. They still have Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart. And these players are going to be better than they were last year. They were already pretty good. But they were already like pretty good last season. And Lonzo changed his jumper. Eh? Yeah, he looks nice. Yeah, the jumper looks nice. But let's it, see if he can actually. Oh, it hit doesn't it. look nice. It looks better. It's not nice. It looks. It still, looks, still, it looks nah, it still okay. looks ugly. It's okay, let me compliment ugly. him a little bit. But okay. Nah, it still looks ugly. But at least it's better. You know, it's not on the freaking left side of his face. Anymore. Yeah, it's I mean still, now at least he's bringing it up straight, and it's yeah, you know yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it we've seen, we've seen Kyle Kuzma's like looking a lot better Yo, too. No, he's looking jacked. Yeah, he's he's this jacked. Dude is like he's hitting a, the Josh Hart too. Yeah, Josh Hart's been. Uh, he's been really yeah, good. Like he's, he's been, been impressive well. to watch in summer league and. Just hopefully Brandon Ingram. I want this guy to like. Hopefully next year he takes the leap. Cause why can't this dude ever like gain muscle? Like I no, feel but like, I don't even care about that because it's it's been fine for KD. It's it's gonna be. But fine he's not for KD. KD. That's the funny part. Like, okay, he's not but, like, KD. Okay, but it's been fine for KD. It's as you know. I don't know. And the thing is, I don't know how Brandon Ingram is is gonna really work with LeBron and stuff because he's not gonna start. Yeah, obviously. So he's gonna be off the bench. So I don't understand. Unless they put LeBron at power forward, they put no, Ingram at small no, forward. No. But also Kyle Kuzma wants to. I feel like they're gonna run Kuzma. They're gonna start anybody. They're gonna start Kuzma. Stretch four. Yeah, they're gonna probably start Kuzma at uh, at power forward. Because LeBron doesn't want to play power forward either no. anymore. I feel like Kuzma is a better fit there, anyways, because yeah. you know he's also big enough to do it. So, and Ingram, he's just too much of a twig, so he can't handle that. No, but like I I, I hope like this year Brandon Ingram takes the leap. Yeah, you know definitely. that we've been waiting for because last season he was still pre- he he got a lot better before like, he got injured he was really good. yeah he was good for them last season he was, he was getting good stats for them but it's just like even you know taking that taking Lonzo. that you know like jump that like you can see it's like a different type of player you know he looked more comfortable last season yeah and I feel like we started to see the glimpses but then he got injured which. Always sucks. Kill, the killed their whole season too. Like everyone got injured. Like him. And, and if you remember too, they were running Brandon Ingram when Lonzo was injured. They were running Brandon Ingram yeah, at point. point guard, and it was he was playing good at point guard too. They were winning games and stuff. Yeah, like they were doing solid. well with Brandon. So like him and his, if he can uh, be like a good like seven assist playmaker for them too in the future, that would be amazing for them. Too. See, this is like this is where the we complication all, we, yeah. comes in. Like with all these acquisitions, where does Brandon Ingram fit in? Exactly. Because if you think about it, Lance can play two or the three. Beasley is mostly a three. 
Four, four. Now at this stage, he's a four, pretty much. And it's uh, crazy. Three, or, three or four. He, you much. can spot him at any one of them. KCP is still there. KCP, yeah, exactly. So Josh Hart too. Josh Hart also needs minutes. Like you know, I don't know how you're gonna find the minutes. Rondo's gonna be there. Rondo's so, gonna be like, points. So exactly. So like Lonzo and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, Rondo. Lavar Lavar's gonna be yelling all season about Rondo. We already know. Well, that. that's, that's the thing. Lavar knows what's good for him. If he doesn't want to get Lonzo traded by the trade deadline, he should. No, nah, Lakers aren't gonna trade Love. Lonzo. They they're could. Gonna, nah, they're not. They they're, could. They don't have to keep him. No, nah, they're not going to trade Lonzo. No, they like, would trade him. If he, if he looks better than Lay does, then they could. But, I mean, I mean, for me, clearly the Lakers are better. They added the best player in the world. And they didn't have to give up any young assets. And to me, that's the biggest plus, in my opinion. They, they added solid veteran guys who can mentor the young guys. As we said, theoretically, that's what we hope. And, you know, they're tough-minded. And they will help the defense. So, when you're at 35 wins... When you're at 35 wins, you know, there's really only one direction you can go, and that's up. Especially when you have all these great acquisitions. So, overall, I feel like the Lakers are a good team, but I just feel like they're not at that point yet where they can be a top three. So, that's why, I, collectively, we agree that they're, they're the four seed. Because, yes, the roster is good, but there's just a lot of questions right now that we don't have with the Chemistry Thunder. Chemistry was. And so yeah, we don't have those questions with the Thunder, the Rockets, or the Warriors, where, like, like oh what if this goes wrong oh what if this goes wrong like, yeah. we don't we have all these questions with the Lakers and that's why we feel like they're gonna be the four seed so we're, they're they're gonna be good but you know the four seed is probably like the most comfortable and the most realistic option yeah like okay you, we they added the best player so I mean that's automatic forty wins uh they got good pieces around them theoretically as well so pretty much. Like, it can be a good team, either there or it would be a dumpster fire, you know? Pretty much. So, it's either, like, either a good team or, like, garbage, like, off-court issues and everything, too. Like, I don't think these guys have a problem. Nah, let me change that. I don't think these guys have a problem, like, off-court, but, like, on-court, it's going to be toxic, you know? Cause, yeah, like, like, off, like we were talking about. Off like, the court, they're all the going to be cool, you know? From? It's the same thing with, like, the Clippers, like what J.J. Reddick said. Like, off the court, they were all, like, great friends and stuff. But on the court, it was just horrible. Like, all they... They had too many egos and stuff in the locker room. Too many agendas. Pretty much. Um, they didn't have to give up any of the young guys this offseason either, which is a plus for them. They can let them develop further with LeBron mentoring them. Um, they drafted two guys as well that can shore up their depth a little bit too. Um, if anything, like can give them some end-of-the-bench end uh, pieces. Um, they're going to be a good team because of LeBron, but uh, like we don't. Honestly, know how they're gonna be. Like, yeah, that's. They can either be great or like complete like garbage. Um, there's not really much else to say about this team that hasn't already been said. You know, because they're not gonna get that. I don't think they're gonna get top three in their first uh season no, together. Not in the first season. And you know they're not gonna win the championship. Obviously, it's like the first years with the Heat and the Cavs. Like yeah. those teams always took a season or two to develop. So always the first season was always a. Even though they both made the finals, but like obviously with Golden State and stuff. But this is completely different. He's in the West. They're not going to make the finals with Golden State. So that's why, like, it's different, but we just feel collectively that the four seed is probably the safest bet. Pretty much. All right, next up, uh, at fifth seed for us, we got the Utah Jazz winning uh, 45 to 50 games. Um, This was pretty much what they were last season as well. Uh, The record last season was 48 and uh, 34. Uh, also fifth in the West as well. I mean, I personally really like Utah. I I like what the, I like the roster. I just like I like their team. I mean, they're they're a very good, like solid team. Okay, I just don't like their logo and their uniforms, but that's just 
that's just me, but but they're a solid team. I mean, their coach is actually really like their coach too. Quinn Snyder is really good, and you know, like top ten coach too for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and they, they, to be honest with you. The team is practically coming back intact. Like, they didn't really trade or make any move. They drafted Grayson Allen with the 21st pick, which is a good pickup for them. That was solid. Um, yes. So very like, good, pretty good uh, they didn't. Other than that, that, they didn't really make any moves. The only person who they really lost this offseason was Jonas Durebko to the Warriors. I mean, that's still a pretty decent, like, loss, to be honest. Because it's a stretch for, especially with this Utah team that needs some, like, like shooters they and stuff. They need shooters, but that, I think that's what they got Grayson Allen for. But he's just not in the position that they need him at. Like they got, they got tons of guards. He's he's a rookie right now, you know. Yeah, he's, so he's we don't gonna, we don't have a lot of high expectations for him. Pretty much, um, they're pretty much just like banking on internal improvement this year. Um, as we said, they got a good wing in uh, Grayson Allen. Um, I, they're hoping, I'm hoping as well. We Dante Exum can be healthy this year and show what he can do. Because if you remember in the playoffs, like last year, he had some good games in the playoffs. One of the games, I think he, he was like locking up James Harden too. He showed his versatility defensively. Um, he can drive as well. He can be a good playmaker as Exum well. Exum is a good player. He's just always had those unfortunate injuries that just have been setting him back. And I feel like... If he can have like a he needs 60 less of a game... Load. Yeah, no, it's not even that. It's just if he can get like a 60 game season under his belt, you know... Then like he he I think he'll be good for them. That's what they're banking on as well. Pretty they much. gave him that they gave him that extension or whatever as well. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. So pretty much the same team. Mitchell's gonna be uh, Donovan Mitchell is gonna be better this year. Um, and then they'll still be a top five team with all the talent that they have. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Defense Player of the Year. Jay uh, Crowder. Jay Crowder. Derek Favors. Derek Favors. Cephalosis coming back from uh, his injury as well. Um, Royce O'Neal, who was a good, he was good. Yeah, he was good for them last year. I like his game. They keep Udo. Uh, Ek, I thought it was whatever. Ekpe, yeah. Oh, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, it was like keep Udo. That's how I pronounce it. I don't know. Ricky Rubio and Joe Ingles. Pretty I mean, much, they're they're good defenders as well. Uh, good playmakers as well for them. Joe Ingles was like the unsung hero for them in the playoffs. Joe last Ingles, year. man. He's he's good. He's good. He's a very uh, good player. Like. You know, I thought I when he was in free agency, I really thought some team would have offered him a huge contract because he's a good shooter. He nah, but he, he wanted to stay with the Jazz. Yeah, anyway. but I just felt like somebody was gonna offer him. And Jazz money. were desperate to keep him too because he's good friends with Gordon Hayward, so they're like, okay, if we sign Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward has a better chance of staying. Gordon Hayward left, but like yeah, I mean, but I mean, they they still way. retained uh, Joe Ingles, so yeah. very good um, thing for them. They still got Alex Burke. Alec Burks, so he's a good he's a good wing. I mean, he's not really good defensively, but offensively, he gives them that sort of uh, slasher, a uh, second slasher with Mitchell. I think the biggest thing for them is they lack like shot creators and like three point shooters. Pretty much, I know some of the Mostly guys three point shooters. No, like some of the guys on this team can shoot and stuff, but I think the biggest thing for them is shot creators. They don't have they don't have like playmakers and stuff like that. You know, Except Ricky. No, nah, Ru- Ru- Rubio can playmake for other guys, but he, he himself can't create his own shot. He himself can't. You know, shoot and stuff like that. I think that's unless unless those like those rare times where he somehow like shoots like forty percent from three, like always against the Raptors. No, and like randomly he goes he goes on stretches where he shoots like during the season, but for the most part he's not a shooter either. I think pretty much outside of like um like they don't have. I think that was the biggest thing that we saw for them in the playoffs last year as well. Donovan Mitchell was their only consistent like shot creator. You know, Joe Ingles can create a little bit for himself, but he's not athletic like that. He's not. 
he's not no, quick he's like that. No, he's better spot up. To be honest with you. No, he can, but like he's not. He's not. He has like he's deceptive. He's like he's like, you know that Manu type of player, the Manu Ginobili mm, yeah. type of player. Manu was a little bit quicker, but you know they, it's kind. They're kind of both lefties as well. Um, like very like high IQ wise, but like Donovan Mitchell, just raw talent. You know, like they don't have shot creators that have like raw talent like that outside of Donovan Mitchell. We see like their big men are all like those low post pick and roll guys, Derek Favors, uh, Ekpe Udo, Rudy Gobert. Like, you know, and then outside of that, they have a bunch of wings who can spot up, but can't make anything, do anything off the dribble besides maybe Alec Burks, but like Alec Burks isn't good he's enough. Not a he's not he good only, enough for that. He can yeah. only like drive and... He, he's not he's not good enough for that. You know, like Jay Crowder, Tabo, Cephalosha, Rose yeah. O'Neal. None of these guys are good. Like you can't hand him the ball and be like, hey... Yeah, uh, make, get it, get open, get yourself open for a shot. I mean, in those instances, I remember Jay Crowder on the Cavs because Cavs offense was horrible. But like you know, when they got into those ISO situations, everyone on the Cavs pretty much ISOed. Jay Crowder, do, Jay Crowder playing ISO, it. he he, it was it was painful it. to watch. That's why you, like you just saw how much better he played with the Jazz. Exactly, he fits better in a system where he doesn't have to be the creator. Exactly. So yeah, I think. Obviously, this year I think again, Quinn Snyder's gonna be have to. He's gonna have to be like real creative with them, which he can do. But at the end of the day, talent beats everything else in the NBA. Ta- ta- basketball is a star-driven talent. Player. And I think that's why, like in like in my opinion personally, I just feel like the Jazz because they were turning with the exact same roster as last year, which was a good roster. They showed they can play well. They showed that they can play. Yeah, when good Gobert when Gobert came back, they went on that. Yeah, huge they run. played great. To win, and they know they can show that they can win games. Donovan Mitchell has proven he's a good, he's a good prolific scorer in the league, and he's only getting better. But then again, the Jazz—they're good enough to make it to the playoffs. But again, because they haven't made maybe any win a series too, they yeah, can win a maybe series. win a series. But because they haven't made any real improvements to their roster, they're basically at the same point where they were last year, which isn't a bad thing. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, last season they had a great season. They weren't expected to be this good. I mean, I I expected them. I did not. Like, I, I expected them. To I'm be being totally like honest. I did know. not expect them. I thought they would get it as like maybe an eight seed because I thought without obviously nobody thought yeah, about Donovan Mitchell. I thought, I thought they were gonna be a, like they're gonna be going down rather than going up. But. No, yeah, yeah, of course, but nobody expected Donovan Mitchell to be that nobody good. Nobody did. I didn't. I think I thought that just with Gobert, Joe Ingles, all those guys, I thought they could make it maybe an eight seed. Yeah, but, you know. but because Donovan Mitchell emerged as a great player. They show that they can. They are good enough to make the playoffs, but they just cannot compete with the other, uh, for with other top five teams. And I just feel like that really just keeps them in the middle right now. So they're good enough to make to the playoffs, but I can't put them above a five seed. At they're this just point. they're they're returning with the same team, which I mean I guess they're just like pretty much hoping for internal improvement with all the young guys, Donovan Mitchell. Like we're not saying that it's a bad thing that they're returning with the, with the same team. Like it's a good team, but we just felt like. We want them to take that step forward, and you yeah, know. like Josh, not Josh Allen, not Grayson, Grayson Allen. Um, they'll also they'll they'll be one of like a top five defensive team, yeah, of course, for sure. Um, with Rudy Gobert anchoring them, but of course, what I said before, they don't have they don't have talent offensively. Yeah, they can they have some guys that can do their own thing, but like outside of Donovan Mitchell, they don't have talent talent wise, you know, offensively that can do stuff by themselves. Um, they're gonna have to make some changes to the roster in order to be better. Uh, but it depends. It, it's it remains to be seen what they're gonna sacrifice in order to make it. Cause they have a good team right now, but it 
will they sacrifice a good piece like 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 yeah like do you have to trade a Joe Ingles to get like I don't know like a, another star like I don't know like there was talks that they wanted to get PG Paul George but yeah. you know but what do you have to give up to get a player of that caliber and I feel like and like I think what you're trying to say is that like their their team is so good it's like their young guys their talent is so good that they don't it's, it's hesitation. Yeah, they it's, don't, it's the hesitation exactly. of, do we want to part with these guys and or, or do not? Or wait you know, it out. And yeah. Hopefully, they'll develop and do something even better. But then again, it's 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 tough to make it's that It's a tough choice. position to be in because it's, it's pretty much either boom or bust, you know? Pretty much. And then, so, like what I said before, they're going to be solid this year, but, like, unspectacular at the end of the day. Quinn, Quinn Snyder, I think, is going to be in contention for Coach of the Year again. Um, definitely, definitely. If the be Jazz a have coach. a good season, I feel like he um, might win. Yeah, it. with all of his uh, schemes that he has to make, and they're you know he's a good coach, as I've said before. Pretty much, like um, I I would have rated them higher on this list, but that was before like all these teams got better. Like L A got better, like you know Oklahoma, OKC Oklahoma traded away Melo and stuff like the that. Warriors got better. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna put them over the Warriors. Well, I mean, anyways. but still, but like, I mean, like yeah. everybody else got better. Everyone else got better. Utah kind of remained the same, to be honest. Yeah. They'll be better next year, but it's just they'll like internally they'll be better, but it's just everyone else is gonna be better too in the West. Pretty much. So it's just they're gonna be stuck at the same position, to be yeah. honest. Which isn't a bad thing. So number six, um, I think this is where we got all. This like, was, I feel like, the more debatable topic that we yeah. had. And it's the number 60 we feel is going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. They, we're, we're projecting 45 to 50 wins. Last season, they had 47 and 35. That was the record. Uh, they, they were 8th eight. in the West. That was, that was, they were, what, they were like a top four team before, before Jimmy Butler got yeah. injured. And then Jimmy Butler got injured, and then everything just went to hell. And I think that's really where we're coming from. Because they were so good when they were all healthy... We feel like no, it's, it's because they were good when they had Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I'm without saying, Jimmy the, the, the Butler, the team is healthy. I mean, like, yeah, but it's it's, it's not even about the team. It's mainly Jimmy Butler, yeah. to be honest. Without Jimmy Butler, they were kind of Cat and Andrew Wiggins showed that they couldn't lead a team last year, which yeah. they you know we were hoping that they could, but clearly they're not ready for that kind of stuff yet. And that's what's pissing Jimmy Butler off. He wants to leave too. Yeah. And he, that, that, that's crazy. He's, he's gone after next season. Yeah. And I think here's the thing. I mean, the, the Timberwolves, their key offseason moves, I mean, they re-signed D. Rose, which um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm happy for Derrick Rose that he's getting a consistent role, but I don't I don't feel like it's a good fit. If, if, it wasn't, if Tibbs wasn't there, Derrick Rose would I feel like he wouldn't have been signed, yeah, no. He wouldn't. They I don't, I don't even know if he would have had a team right now, to be honest. Yeah, I don't like, even know that. I mean, the t- Wolves, they signed Anthony Tolliver to a one-year 5.7. That's a good pickup for them. That's a good pickup. Pick I like Tolliver. <laughs> Playing some spacing. Uh, he's, he's, what, like 40% three-point shooter. He's very good as well. Um, he, he keeps getting dunked on every year, but, like, whatever. You know. Um, they lost Jamal Crawford, who I know they can re-sign him, but uh, from what I've heard, I don't think he's going to be back with Minnesota, especially with the way he's been talking about, like, I want to have a better fit. Like last season wasn't a good fit for me and stuff like that, so I'm ass- I'm assuming he's he's not in Minnesota anymore. So like that, I would love to see him on a contender. To be honest with you, like yeah. I want to see Jamal Crawford win. But he he said he's not gonna do that either. He's gonna be on. He's gonna prioritize. He's looking for the best fit. fit and like yeah, so that they lost that like scoring punch off the bench kind of. Uh, they lost uh, Nemanja Bjelica, who I mean it, like still stretch for as well. They get they got that back with Tolliver. Anthony Tolliver pretty much. They kind of offset that. 
Um, I think Tolliver's a better defender too than Belizia, so. Ah, uh, that's debatable. They're kind of both the same, to be honest. They're, I would take Tolliver over Belizia. I don't know. I don't know about that because I think Belizia is more. Um, he can do more offensively than Tolliver. Tolliver can shoot, yeah, but probably better than. Well, Bielitsa. he can also pass too. Belizia is so. a better creator too. Like he he has a little bit more like game than Tolliver offensively. Nah, either way, he's gone. Pretty um, much, yeah. Um, so they're. The Wolves are pretty much just hoping that, like, another year with Andrew Wiggins, Towns, Butler, uh, they're going to be all better, hopefully. I, I really hope Andrew Wiggins is better, to be honest. I like, hope I, so, I, too. I swear, like, you know. Like, the thing is, it's been, like, what, four years now since Wiggins has been in the league? At this point, you have to uh, you have to get to the point where you need to improve. Like, you have to take that next step. Sure, you're good offensively. You can hit the mid-range, but you got to... Is take that step up defensively and, you know, live up to that potential that you Yeah, showed. so they were all, like, third place when they were healthy last year. Uh, they re-signed Derrick Rose, who played well for them in the playoffs, but taking away minutes from a guy like Tyus Jones, who's known as a great advanced stats player. I mean, I don't really care, to be honest, but, like, still, I guess, I don't know. It kind of hinders Tyus Wolves Jones. Fan, how you, Wolves fans, how you guys feel about that. Um, they're hoping chemistry and with Butler and the other two won't fall apart since... Uh, He's not apparently impressed with their work ethic. I think nobody is, to be honest, because like we've all seen like they're pretty lazy defensively and stuff. Yeah. Um. They're yeah. They're hoping that they can be better defensively. Um. And I honestly, fans are hoping that Tibbs doesn't like freaking kill everyone. Like, bro, this guy. I don't understand. Like, this guy needs to learn to manage his minutes better. Like, I don't like. Hasn't this guy seen what he did to everyone in Chicago? Freaking Derrick Rose. Uh, Joe Kim Noah, Butler, Lu- Luol Deng, all of them. Like Luol Deng almost died, fam. Like he literally almost died. Yeah, I you mean, know? like, I, I don't know what Tibbs are trying to do here, but I mean, overall, man, with the Wolves, I just feel like they did not improve from last year. I just feel like they're not a better team. They're basically coming back with the exact same roster, just minus a few pieces. But they mainly feel like I mainly feel like with another season with the big three, they could get this to work. But personally, I don't like the roster. I just feel like they have no depth. The stars don't complement each other. And I feel like Tibbs is a shitty GM. I'm going to say it. He's not a good general manager. He does not know how to scout like talent. It. He doesn't know how to com- combine a team with fit. He's a good coach, yes. He's a good strategist. But this roster is not a good one. And the only reason I'm gonna we're putting them at a succeed is because the other teams who were above them last season got worse. And that in turn bumped the, the Timberwolves up. But I wouldn't be surprised if they are lower if they're a lower seed than this because this team is not better than they were last year, and I don't feel like they're exactly they're not they're not going to get any better. They're just banking on uh, internal improvement of Cat and Wiggins. Um, they they hope to resolve the Jimmy Butler situation since he probably isn't going to stick. To be honest, um, they they're pretty much a stagnant team. They don't have the same excitement they once had with all the young guys and stuff because Andrew Wiggins clearly hasn't. It's expectations. Now it's like, you have a good team. We want you to play good. They don't have enough good defensive players who want to put in effort. And, like, to be honest, it's bad when Todd Gibson's your starting power forward. He's a good bench player, but, like, at this stage in his career, he he shouldn't be... I don't know. He shouldn't shouldn't be starting at this stage in his career. Um, And it showed, too, when Jimmy Butler went down, Wolves became garbage. They almost missed the playoffs. You know? So they don't have any depth. And if Tibbs continues running his players into... The ground, like, and they're not making improvement uh, offensively or defensively, which is his specialty, which he's supposed to be amazing at, you know, then to be honest, he should get fired, like, done, 
Like, he should be gone. Because yeah. he's not great as an executive either. All right, so next up, um, I think this is where we had some... We start to have some uh, disagreements A with our <laughs> uh, seedings. Um, I think, what, you you thought New Orleans would be 7th, right? I felt like New Orleans was going to be 7th, but I, then... I, I had San Antonio at 7th, I think. And then, I, but when you, when you broke it down, yeah, I think, uh, I think you I sort think, of brought me over. Yeah, okay, I think I converted you into San Antonio at 7th. Um, so pretty much what we thought, um, we thought they're going to be at around 43 to 49 wins, um, which was... It's it's almost like it's the same number um, around that they had last season. They had a forty-seven and thirty-five record last season, which was good for seventh in the West as well. And like for the Spurs, it's crazy how like now they're no longer going to be winning fifty games. But I know it is what it is. But Spurs dynasty is over. Oh, like Twenty plus years. It's over, man. Popovich is done. I mean, it was over. It was over like years ago. To be honest, I mean, it, was, it was over after that. Uh, like 2014, 2014 championship, yeah. yeah, that was it. I mean, some of the key offseason moves the Spurs made was first of all training for Demar Derozan and Yaka Pertle. That was a good move for them. They really felt they really got another All Star in Demar. They got a solid young guy in Yaka. They drafted Lonnie Walker, who's a very solid player. I liked him. He played really good in summer league. Uh, they signed. They got Marco Bellinelli back on a two year, twelve million dollar deal. And He's he a, was part of that uh, 2014, 2014 championship, championship yeah. squad. Uh, and then they also got Dante Cunningham on a one-year, two-point-four million dollars. Also, a pretty good three and D wing. Like he's he's a decent role player. I yeah, like him. decent role player. Uh, but the main thing, like the reason why we were bringing up the Spurs dynasty was over, is because all the main guys who were part of that 2014 squad are pretty much gone. Kawhi and Danny Green have moved on. They are now been traded to the Raptors. Manu is retired now. Tony, Tony Parker Park. went to Charlotte Hornets. What I still the don't hell? get that move. I don't. I don't know. And finally, um, Kyle Anderson. They Slow let Kyle up. Anderson walk. They literally let him walk, which yeah. was surprising for me since he was one of the best players. He was a restricted free agent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then they, and they let him the walk. They they didn't, they didn't match the Grizz. Yeah. So. I don't know. I was surprised by that, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I mean, the Spurs in total, like, as a whole, they got better than they did last year just because they got rid of the Kawhi drama and they added another All-Star in DeMar, you know? So, just based on that, they did the roster-wise, they did get better. They'll also be... They'll, they'll keep being competitive as well just through um, Greg Popovich's... Uh, until, until Greg Popovich retires... Uh, they can keep uh, a competitive team around him. They also got a quality center in Jakob Pirtle, um, who ca- who is getting better and better every he's single gonna year. He's going to learn a lot. From and under under uh, Pau Gasol, he's going to learn a lot. He can be a great shot blocker for them, um, a good rebounder for them, and a good pick-and-roll option as well. And like even last year, the the Spurs without Kawhi had were the seventh seed. So just because of that, Popovich, we know, will pull this team, pull the best out of this team and make sure that they... At least make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, we don't think they're going to do anything crazy when they get there. But, I mean, the seventh seed, they did it last year without Kawhi. This year, they got a, a better player in DeMar. So, hopefully, they can still keep it consistent and hopefully still stay competitive. Yeah, honestly. But. Like, they were like a seventh seed last year. And they didn't even have a second star. Their, their main star was LaMarcus Aldridge. They were Manu. running. They were Yeah, exactly. Manu was literally their second best player, to be honest. Like, through a lot of the games. Yeah. And now that you've got an actual all-star to complement... LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, okay, they're both gonna 
It's kill gonna look. It's gonna they're be a gonna struggle. kill the floor spacing. It's but gonna still, be a struggle. A but... second. I know they're also is better than no also. Exactly. To be honest. I mean. Um, and they added. Demar's gonna be motivated to be better this year. He's for gonna. Sure. He's gonna be better on the defensive end for sure under Greg Popovich. Yeah. Um, and at the very least, he's gonna average a good twenty and five at least. At least. Which is. 25 more than Kawhi was giving them last season. And also, they get they get to rely on their young guys more, like their young guys and DeJounte Murray, who showed a lot of promise. Uh, and Lonnie Walker is going to have an opportunity now with Danny Green out of, out, of the, out of the team. He now has an opportunity to step in and become that, uh, that scorer off the bench that the Spurs would like hope him to be. Uh, and for me personally, man, the Spurs, they got better this season. I mean, they got better. They added another all-star. They got some quality young talent. Popovich, as we mentioned, is motivated to make this work. So they're going to be better. The only reason they're going to be a seventh seed is just because the West is just stacked and they got even better. Like, And it just negates the Spurs' improvements. So they most likely won't translate. Their, the Spurs' improvements won't likely translate to, to change in the seeding. For them, but despite how interesting they're going to be, but they're just not going to move any any move the needle because of the West changes pretty much negated everything the Spurs did. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, they're going to be a playoff team for sure. Um, with Demar Drozan pulling up at least like twenty points. Um, but they did lose some depth as well with Manu uh, retiring, and at the very least, they had a capable backup point guard at times, and Tony Parker, who like could give them bursts. And just give them, like, some motivation, you know, get the crowd hyped and everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they don't have enough, like, talent. They have some good players, but talent-wise, they don't have that. They're, they're not, also an old team. They're, like, yeah, and they're, they're old team as well, yeah. So, I, I, like, at some point, they're not going to be as great anymore because father time hasn't lost yet. So. Pretty much they're not they're not going to be the same Spurs anymore with no. just everyone getting better in the west as well. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to be good just not crazy good. Uh so this is where we deferred. Like this is this the 8 seed is where we both had two separate picks. Uh for me personally, I felt like the the 8 seed this year is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. I feel like they're going to win around 43 to 49 wins because last season they they went on a record of about 48 and 34, and they were sixth in the Western Conference. You know, and I just feel like they got a little bit better, despite what most people would think that they lost a lot more, a lot more pieces. I mean, they brought in Julius Randle on a two-year, 17 million dollar deal, who I feel will fit their system better. He runs better with Anthony Davis, and I feel like he fits more of Alvin Gentry's style of moving up the floor quickly and having a good transition game. They also got Alfred Payton. He cut his hair, bro. Oh, yeah, he can see now. <laughs> Yo, so hopefully he can see so he can actually make passes and maybe get a jump shot. We'll see about that one. But, yeah, one-year, $3 million deal. He's pretty much like a younger version and maybe like a less assertive version of Rajon Rondo who did end up leaving in free agency. So hopefully Alfred can just step in that role and be that backup uh, floor general for the, for the Pelicans. And then they also got Julian Okafor. I know people are hating on Okafor, but you know I still got hope. This man's been—he's been working out. He's been doing some uh, some like Zen shit that he's been doing. So yeah, we said that last year when he joined Brooklyn. We were like, "Oh, this guy's gonna get opportunity now." Blah 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 blah. Okay, but like, I'm holding out hope. You know, like I ain't hating that much. But like, yeah, some of the key offseason losses for the Pelicans, obviously Rondo. He was a big loss in my opinion. I mean, he went to the Lakers, but like he was a big part of the reason why they were so successful in the playoffs. If you remember him and Drew Holiday in the playoffs, they locked killed up. The play- they, they locked killed up the Blazers. And, CJ. and they were good as two guys that could ball handle 
yeah. with uh, Anthony Davis and Nicole Mertic there. Yeah, and then I another one is Boogie to the Warriors. I mean, this was just DeMarcus Cousins being selfish, in my opinion. Like he had nah. a he had a role in in New Orleans, and New Orleans were willing to bring him back, but. No, nah, I'm lying. I'm lying because he he got injured, so I don't care as yeah, much. I mean, I'm I'm gonna, I'm allowed for that one. I mean, yeah, but like the Pelicans did get a little worse this off season. They did lose key pieces in Boogie and Rondo, as as I mentioned, but they do have the they had the 14th best defense last season, and since they still have Anthony Davis, they still got Drew Holiday, they got Julius Randle now, they can still keep can keep that defense consistent. And even now, they can play even faster without DeMarcus Cousins, and they can let Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday shine in, in a more free-flowing system. They were first in pace last season, and after Anthony, after DeMarcus Cousins went down with injury, they were one of the fastest teams in the league. Just in transition, they were a very fun team to watch. So I just feel like they are going to be a better, a better and more consistent team, even though... They lost Rondo and stuff. That's why they'll be knocked down in the seedings. But I still feel like they're a good enough team to make it to the playoffs. So, yeah, that's why I just feel that they're going to be the eighth seed. I just feel like they are they still got the best player out of all the remaining teams in Anthony Davis. Okay, so. but they, they got the best player. But how many times has this guy made the playoffs? What, twice? Yeah, but exactly. like, look at his squad. Exactly. Look at his squad. It doesn't matter, bro. Uh, how many times? First off, first off, the man's going to... The man is a guarantee, like, already that this guy doesn't play, like... At least a good 15 games, okay? Yo, that's because he plays hard and then he gets injured. So okay, like, well, it doesn't matter. LeBron one. plays hard. Doesn't get injured. LeBron's a freak, okay? You okay. can't, like... It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. But There's no Anthony comparison. Davis, Anthony Davis... We don't know if he's We, we know. I hope not. I don't want him to get injured. But we know for a fact this guy misses, like, 15 games every single season. That's literally 10 losses right there. That's why I'm not... I can't put them in the playoffs. First off, because of that. Second, they also lost... Think about it this way. They don't have a second start. They don't really have a second start. Well, I mean, Drew Holiday is technically no, a second no, no, start. No, 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 no. No, he's pretty good. No, he's not I, gonna give you. He's not. He's not gonna give you a good. He's not gonna give you twenty points consistently. Okay? Yeah, but like he's a, at least a good, maybe like, uh, like eighteen and eighteen and eight, eighteen and nine guy. Um, eighteen and nine. What the hell? Yeah, no, he no, 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 no. What do you got, Anthony Davis? Bro, you, yeah, that's I'm right there. giving him like six, six assists maybe. I don't, bro. Drew Holiday is not the same player he once was in Philadelphia. Not to mention, New Orleans is literally cursed. Like, every player who walks through there literally gets injured. If you remember, Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson literally played, like, two games there. And then they went to Houston and played all the games. Oh, man. That's, like, that's literally why I'm Yo, you're saying... You're bringing up cursing as your argument? I, I, bro, it's, it's a legit thing. I think... Look, doesn't New Orleans have all their voodoo stuff? Like, bro, okay, I'm they do sure. all They do have all the voodoo shit. But, like, you got to take it in. You still, out of all the like teams that you think can make it to the playoffs, Anthony Davis is the best player. And w- what is the biggest argument that why LeBron is always better, even like last year in the playoffs, even though his team was worse than some of the other teams, why did everyone say that the Cavs are going to win? Because they had the best player in the series in LeBron. Anthony Davis is that better player. Anthony Davis isn't a ball handler, though. LeBron, it doesn't matter. LeBron he control- can be. LeBron controls the ball. When you con- can control the ball... Anthony it's Davis does control the ball. The offense runs through him. Okay, and but he's a Anthony, on he's, both not, ends. he's not a ball handler, though. When you can control the ball, it's completely different. Like, LeBron can just take over the game because he can take the ball up the court Bro, and you do don't have you to want. handle the ball to make a difference, to make an impact. Look at a, look at a guy like Klay Thompson. This guy runs off the ball all the time. Okay, and first off, Klay Thompson makes that impact because he has three other guys it with him. It doesn't matter. It's the similar thing. Now you have a freaking seven-footer who can dribble like a point guard, still Bro, shoot Anthony the, Davis spread made, the floor, he's made, athletic as hell. 
and played defense. Nah, bro. I think bro, he's made the playoffs like twice. They lost Boogie Cousins. I don't see. I don't, I don't see them how Man, how they can. See, that's why I say New Orleans. But what do you say? I'm saying Denver. And the reason why you said why you didn't pick Denver was mainly because of their defense. But New Orleans was like 14th. They're, yeah. They're media. They're, but it's better than like 20 something. It doesn't. Okay. It's they're still not a great team either defensively. So and Denver's a lot better offensively than New Orleans is. I can tell. I okay. tell you I that for you that a fact. One. Um, last year I'm I'm putting them the same wins as New Orleans. I'm pretty sure it's gonna go down like a one one game difference. I feel probably like. it'll go it's, down it's, to the it's wire. It's gonna do this. It's gonna be like last year. Every single year or two in the West, it's always like a one game difference. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I put them at like forty three to forty nine wins as well, like the Pelicans. Um. Last year they had four. They had a forty six and thirty six uh record, and they got the ninth seed if you remember because they lost that last game against oh. the Timberwolves. That Which was, was crazy. That game that was, was a crazy game. Bro. That was an insane that was game. Insane. But it's just... Um, it was bad luck. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing with the Nuggets is that, okay, they are great offensively. And I will admit, they're young. I like some of the young guys. I like uh, Gary Harris. I like Will Barton. I like Jokic. They're good. They have good, uh, Jamal Murray. They have a good young team. But defense is what wins you games. And at this point, even though you, have a, you will have a great offense... If you can't play defense, and you added Isaiah Thomas, your key acquisition was Isaiah Thomas, who is literally the worst defender in the league. So if you can't play defense, then I'm sorry, you're not going to win games. Especially when in the Western Conference, most of the other teams are all good defensive teams. Bro, so, you can make it to playoffs without defense. Bro. Yeah, Houston made it to playoffs without defense. Bro, and then well, look what happened to them. They got it doesn't matter. destroyed. It doesn't matter. They're then they got, they got defense. Then what happened? They it doesn't got, matter. They're going to be an eighth seed anyways. It, That's what I'm saying. I don't care. They're, they're not going to win a playoff. Bro, they're not going to win West. a playoff. If this was the East, I would agree with they're you. They're not going to... Houston made it to the playoffs. What do you mean? But Houston made it as an eighth seed. Exactly. And I'm they pl- got destroyed. It doesn't matter. We're saying who's going to make it to the playoffs. Denver's not going to win a series. Neither is New Orleans. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but if, gonna, you, if you think about it, the likelihood of making it to the playoffs, New Orleans has a better chance. Bro, Denver, first off, okay, let me say this. I'm Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, let me get through my uh, roster stuff first, and I'll tell you. Isaiah Thomas, first off, on a one-year, two-mil deal, okay? So that's a good pickup for them because they literally just got a, a MVP candidate two seasons score. ago. For two mil on a one-year contract, um, they also retained Will Barton, which was a big thing for them because uh, there were reports of him all season that he might um leave the team, but they retained him on a four-year, fifty-three million dollar contract, which is still a pretty damn good contract for no, it's a, a player. It's a really good contract. That's that's a that's a steal in Very my opinion. Very easily tradable. It's, it's good that's deal. that's a steal for Will Barton, a six-man of the year candidate, like every single well, year. He should have won one at least. At least. No, he was really good. No, no. He's not that good. And they also drafted Michael Porter Jr., who, if he can play and be at least, like, 80% healthy, he can at it least help the team. It was surprising that he fell to 14th. Nah, well... I, well, I was with, shocked with the reports, With the reports that he might, like, his... Because if you remember, bro, back... No, like, back his, injuries, his injury history was... That was the main thing, that why he didn't get drafted. But I, I did feel like a team like back Chicago... Back injuries kill players. That's why. Larry Bird, his career was ended because of back injuries. Steve Nash, his career was ended because of back injuries. LeBron, if you remember during when he came back to Cleveland, his back was like all messed up and stuff. And if ever since LeBron got those back injuries, he hasn't been the same player he was. At least on the defensive end, he's not the same player. He can't, he can't. And I've watched LeBron through his career. Ever since those back injuries hit, he hasn't, he hasn't, he's been slower. And yet this man went to eight straight finals. 
I know that's crazy. Yo, is he human? I don't know. I mean, I know he's from Cleveland, but like, yo, there's some weird shit in Cleveland, yo. He's not even from Cleveland. He's from Akron. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Back injuries destroy careers. Like LeBron, LeBron, he got slower since the back injuries. He's not as fast anymore. He's not as agile. Um, Yeah. Anyways, they drafted Michael Porter with uh, the 14th pick. They lost Devin Harris to the Mavs. Um, he was a pretty nah. He was a pretty solid uh, backup to them. Like he was solid in Dallas, but like in Denver, he didn't have much of a role. And uh, they traded Wilson Chandler away to the finally 70, to the Seventy Sixers. I've been trying to trade this man for like three years. I know, but he was still a decent. No, he's been a option. decent player. I wanted Cleveland to trade for him in the in the uh, during the trade deadline because I thought Cleveland could have gotten a great deal out of uh, Denver, but. Um, yeah, so last year they barely missed out on the playoffs anyway, so I feel like just this year with internal improvement, they're going to make that jump at least when, like, a, like you know, get into the playoffs, because they, bar- they missed it by, like, five minutes last year. They missed the playoffs by, like, that extra five minutes in overtime. Overtime, man. Um, the reason why I'm putting Denver in the playoffs is because they have the best home court, like, pure home court advantage in the league. You can you can say whatever you want about crowd and stuff, but Denver has the best advantage, okay. like arena wise in the league. That that you know the altitude and stuff. There's a reason why everyone loses their games in Denver. Nobody can play in Denver. There's a reason why Denver is guaranteed a, a good like thirty wins at home. They don't. They it's not possible for them to lose half their games at home. So once you have, once you if you have a good home record, it's realistic that you can make the playoffs as long as you have a good home record last year as well they had they didn't their away record wasn't that great i think with internal improvement with another year under mike malone with isaiah thomas some experience there with some more added talent michael porter jr i think they can win a few more games on the road because their problem wasn't winning games at home they won their games at home the problem was winning on the road winning on the road and being consistent which i think will happen more with another year with Jokic there look I like Jokic and all, but he's not like he's allergic to defense. Like this man is not someone you can. He's not going to anchor your defense on the on the end, so it, it puts more pressure on the guards to play to prevent the okay, guy. Okay, but here's out of the them. thing: if you remember, this was the thing with the Cavs too. If you rem- if you can score a hundred, if you can drop hundred fifteen points every two games, yeah, but you're guaranteed wins. Okay, okay, you're gonna I get, get wins. I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day. The Cavs, the, the one main reason why that's such a flawed ideology is because defenses are now getting better. Teams are becoming smarter. Because of Golden State, shooting, people are, you know, trying to trap more. They're trying to, you know, run out, contest shooters. Bigs are now trying to get quicker to, to make sure that teams aren't able to score as much. So defensively, the league in and of itself has already improved. So that doesn't that already? Yeah, but that's the same the thing for offense too. That's the same no, thing for offense. But offense You're has taking got, look, offense, offense has gotten better. But defenses have also gotten better to keep up with that. So Exactly, but it's a constant cycle. But you, you need mean? a balance of both. You can't just have an amazing offense and don't have a good Yeah, but defense. we're not talking about That's championship. No, I'm not saying I'm that. I'm talking about But AC, you're in the though. Western Conference. You are in the more competitive conference. You have to make sure you have a balance. At least a top 20 offense and top 20 defense. At least. You Bro. can't have like a top 5 offense and a bottom 20... Bottom 25 But defense. it doesn't matter as long as you score one more point than the other team scores, you get a win. That's a win right there. Okay, but you can score more, but then it it only depends on how much def- defensive pressure is on the other side. Like it's always a 
You need you need that balance, but that's just yeah. But opinion. New Orleans isn't that great at defense. Either. At least they're solid enough. At least they Anthony Davis is a solid enough. But Drew Holiday is a solid defender. Yeah, but Denver is like a good ten times better on offense. Their system is better. Nikola Jokic is made for today's NBA offensively. They have ten times more talent than New Orleans does. To be honest, if I'm being honest. and they're more they're more depth wise they're more solid as well. Who's who's New Orleans' small forward right now? Solomon Hill. Exactly, exactly. It took you a second to remember who their small forward is. Yo, does it look like I paid attention to the Pelican deal? Exactly, that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, I think it's Ian Clark too. I think it's Ian Clark. Ian Clark's a point guard slash shooting guard. It's he not plays, he plays bro, he's like six four. How's he gonna? No, be but he played small forward last thing in the Rondo. That's why. Yeah. Anyways, so okay, just to get this uh, moving on. Um. So in my opinion, yeah, I'm just I just think baking on the young players to develop even further. Is, a good like option because they're not they didn't lose any of their young players they got another young player in Michael Porter Jr. so their young guys are gonna get better um they also yeah they added Isaiah Thomas as well who can at least be a decent sixth man for them seventh man um and they also have uh what's his face Hernan Gomez coming back if you remember his rookie season he was pretty damn good he was pretty good they have him coming back Paul Millsap will finally be fully healthy this year. Hopefully. That's another thing. They missed the playoffs last year. They didn't have Paul Millsap for pretty much the whole year. He came back at the end of the year. And if well, Paul anything, Millsap is like 34 years old. It now. doesn't matter. Even if he can't play offense anymore, he's still a damn good defender at the very least. So your thing about Nikola Jokic, at least if they have Paul Millsap in there, they'll negate some yeah, of Nikola Yeah, but that's one Jokic. guy out of the entire roster. Yeah, but that's Paul Millsap, bro. Paul at least Millsap. the Pelicans have like three or four guys you can reliably put out there. You can put out a solid lineup that can own just play defense. The, 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 the Duggins don't have that. It doesn't matter, bro. It'll, if they score like 115 bro, points. Bro, this is not. why this is like opinionated because like we have to defer at some point. So, I mean, I say New Orleans. He says Denver. We'll see what happens this season. Um, I mean, moving on, ninth seed, of course, for me, it's the Denver Nuggets, just because I feel like they're going to just barely miss out. Uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, New Orleans. We just switched it up. We for- pretty much switched it up, but, like, obviously, both are solid teams, yeah. and we expect big things. Like, we expect this to be a close race between these two yeah. teams, but it's going to be a toss-up between which one is ninth and which one's eighth. It's going to be, like, one game separate. Pretty, pretty much, though, yeah. So. Number 10, uh, we got the Portland Trailblazers just missing the playoffs at 40 wins to 44 wins. Uh, last season they had a record of forty nine and thirty three. They were the third seed in the wet West, um, mainly because of that huge run they had, which they cooled which, off big time at the oh, end of yeah. the season. Yeah. Yeah, man. The Pelicans they literally slapped the living shit out of them, and the Pelic. I mean, the, the the Trailblazers are looking in the mirror right now, and they're wondering, bruh, dude, can we still compete in the West? It's and, just it's it's not like their team isn't that good outside of it's not. Game. It's outside of Dame and CJ. And Look, maybe they, have, they have two good players, and they have a good coach. But besides that, I don't like the roster. Like, Look at the, the offseason moves. Their big signings were Seth Curry on a one-year 2.7 mil. Solid signing. He's, That's solid. he's solid yeah. as a shooter. But if he's your biggest signing, like, there's a problem there. Nick Stauskas, again, solid player. One year, nah, 1.6 mil. he's not solid. Mil. He's worse than solid. At least he can shoot. Both these guys can do things in common. They can shoot. But... If these two guys are your big offseason acquisitions, there's a problem. Not to mention you let go of guys who actually helped you last year. Ed year's. Davis to Brooklyn. That's a huge Which was thing. a big thing because Damon CJ were like, what, when they found out Ed Davis went to Brooklyn. They were pissed. They were pissed. Because if you, he, he was a good, solid presence. And it's not like Ed Davis signed for like a huge contract. It was a one-year 4.4 mil deal with the, with the Nets. 
And Easily, Portland could have paid him that. Another big body for them. Exactly. And he did work for them. Uh, Pat Connaughton. Shooter. Shooter on the Bucks. And Shabazz Napier. If you remember when, uh, what's the face? Uh, when Dame. Dame went down, Shabazz Napier played great in, in his absence. Yeah, he played really, really solid. And he, they're going to miss him because now they don't. Like, I mean, they do have Seth Curry, but he's more of a, of a two guard rather than a point guard. So they don't really have a backup point guard right now. I think, didn't they draft someone? They drafted a guy. Uh, I forgot what the guy's name is, but they drafted a backup point guard. Now, hope, I don't know how he's going to do, uh, but yeah. I mean, um, yeah, so to be honest, they were already not that great last year. It's just because they had that huge run. And this year, they're even worse than they were last year, yeah. which means they're definitely, I don't, I don't see how they can make the playoffs this year. And this team literally just can't play defense. Like, they got destroyed by the Pelicans, and they were the third seed. Like, you got destroyed because you just couldn't contain Drew Holiday and Rondo and Anthony Davis because they were running all over. They were doing whatever the hell they wanted. And they got locked up because they don't have any other options besides Dame and CJ. So nobody else can produce consistently. So all teams defensively have to do to guard them is just trap those two guys and the rest of the team will fall apart. I think this year's record will pretty much be indicative of their end of season record last year. I think it's just going to be the same thing except through a whole season, pretty, pretty much. much. I mean, they they did not improve much at all, and they and will will they will be stagnant to be a worse team, with everyone else in the West getting better. And you know, like they lost some big names in Ed Davis, and who was a big presence, Napier, who played well when Lillard was injured. So, and we don't see how they can make the playoffs this year, I especially don't. with everyone in the West getting so much better. Yeah. too. I don't see how they can make the. Playoffs. I mean, yeah. So they're gonna be a ten seed. It's just. It is what it is. I mean, Portland has to look in the mirror and they got to really think about where they want to take the direction of this team. Moving if forward. they want to blow it up or not. I mean, yeah, exactly. Trade, trade game or something. Exactly. Too. Um, at number 11, we got the Dallas Mavericks at I'm 38. And for, I, w- I want to see this team. I am like, hyped for this, this team. This is an interesting and fun team to watch. Um, last season, they were at a 24 and 58 record, which was 13th in the West. This season, we predict them to be around 38 to 43 wins. They're going to take that. A bigger jump, probably. Big jump over like ten wins. Yo, didn't they have like the most players played last season? They did some, something they did. like that, bro. They had like I don't know how many, like thirty oh, something man. players or something yeah. last season. They were still like they were still relatively solid. But yeah, so some key offseason moves. Um, obviously the big one they signed DeAndre uh, Jordan on a one year two. $22.8 million contract. It took three um, years, but they finally got DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I mean, which is a good contract for them because it's only for one year too. So um, they can just get rid of the contract if it doesn't work out or if they feel like he's not worth that big contract. Pretty much. It's a one-year deal. So if DeAndre works, all right, they can resign him to maybe uh, a different deal next next summer. If it doesn't work, they can let him walk. Also, they got uh, Luka Doncic in the draft for uh, I am really excited to see him. Yeah. Um, EuroLeague MVP. EuroLeague, he won the... uh, he won the EuroLeague championship. Yeah, as so a nineteen-year-old. He's too. nineteen. And if you if you don't, if people like talk smack about EuroLeague. Don't uh, realize how hard it is. No, it's like a very competitive league. And for a nineteen-year-old, because if you if you know, even in the NBA, like nineteen-year-olds get minutes over there in the EuroLeague. Nineteen-year-olds don't get minutes. Literally, it's all like full of veterans. So if you you're, if you're a rookie in the EuroLeague, you're literally getting like one minute. So max. that means you have to be really good. You to have to even be like, amazing. Yeah, to even get consistent minutes with in the And EuroLeague. the fact that you won MVP that as a 19-year-old and crazy. the championship. That's insane. Yeah. This guy has so much potential. Yeah. Um they also uh drafted Jalen Brunson who was um 
Decent he was, in college. No, he was he was good in college. What do you mean? I mean, I didn't watch for, him in college for basketball. For Villanova, he was one of the best NCAA players, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah, so that's just another point guard for them. Yeah. Um, and also, they retained Devin Harris on they the way. They brought him back. They brought him back. They traded in the Denver, and then they brought I mean, him back. Isn't this, a, like, his third stint there? Whatever? Probably. Like, on a one-year, two-point. I mean, but nobody can be J.J. Barrett. <laughs> like, the longest tenure Dallas map. One year, two point three mil contract. Solid contract. Um, so so yeah, some losses for them. Doug McDermott, not um, a big deal. To pace it. I mean, uh, he's a decent like. He's a decent shooter, but like you know, he the Mavs didn't really need him. He was only traded in that uh, that trade with the Knicks. Uh, I think it was just to get rid of a yeah. get rid of a player. Uh, Nerlens Noel, uh, which was pretty much it was a good thing for them to be honest. Bro, they, they just, were looking. They just at needed rid of to him. get rid of him. Like him and whole, Rick Carlisle did not get along whole, at all. Like the whole he barely situation. played. So now like, he's with the Thunder. So yeah. wish him well there. And uh, Yogi Ferrell to the Kings. This is kind of sad. That was that was weird, bro. This guy's like signed the contract and they backed over something. Yeah, it's like he agreed was, to a deal with the Mavs to return to the Mavs, and the next thing you know, he's. Like he signed, and it was like over like two two hundred thousand or something. Some option, I don't know. It was some weird stuff. Yeah, it was, I don't know what that was going. On. Oh well, uh, I mean the Mavs, they're gonna be better this year. They have young talent who are getting better, and Dennis Smith Jr. and Doncic is gonna be really special in my opinion. Like people are talking about DeAndre Ayton and Trey Young and all the big Marvin Bagley, but people are sleeping on Luka Doncic. He yeah. is going to be really good. Rick Carlisle was a great coach, and I think him and Dennis Smith Jr. are gonna do some great things together. They and Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. That's two point guards together. Luka Doncic can play, literally play one to three. Yeah, he's he has a size. That's another so. ball handler for them. Speaking of that, speaking of their size, they also bolstered their defense with DeAndre Jordan. Now they yeah. finally have that defensive anchor since Tyson Chandler. Since Tyson Chandler, and like look at look at like their starting lineup. They have a lot of length. They have Dennis Smith Jr., Luka Doncic, Harrison Barnes. Uh, I don't know if they're going to start Dirk or not. No, but, they said Dirk is coming uh, off the bench. Then it would be like a Dwight Powell, who's a very athletic big. And then it would be DeAndre. Yeah. So that's a really athletic, very long, very um, switchable lineup that they have that they can throw out there to start games. So yeah. their defense is going to be a lot better. And like as I mentioned, Rick Carlo, good coach. He's going to get the most out of his team. And Harrison Barnes. No, wait, wait, wait. Why would Dwight Powell be in the starting lineup? Wesley Matthews. You forgot about Wesley Matthews. No, but Doncic would be... No, Harrison Barnes is going to play power forward. They already said that. They oh, okay. they literally said... They pretty much said... Yeah, Luka Doncic is going to be small forward. I, I tried to think, like, wait, who's else on the map? Yeah, it would I'm be like, Dan Smith at one, Dennis Wesley, Smith. and then Luka, Luka Doncic at three, and then Harrison Barnes you at four. You can put Wesley or Doncic at three or... So yeah, and then Harrison Barnes at four, and then DJ at five, and then Dirk off the bench. Either way, it's still a good lineup. That's they a get, damn good. Defensively, lineup. they're good. Uh, and offensively, they have a lot of uh, a lot of options that they can run with. And Rick Carlisle still a good coach, gets the most out of his team. And we just mentioned Harrison Barnes; he's still going to put up seventeen points a game. And Dirk is still going to give around twelve and some floor spacing. And you know they're not gonna have the whole Nolan's Noel drama this year, so they're gonna be a better team. And Overall, I think it's just gonna be a fun team to watch. It's gonna good, be really as, fun. As a, they're a good team. I think it's just they they need to wait a few more years for yeah. Luka Doncic and. Dennis but they Smith. have a really bright future, and you know we're hyped for them. Yeah. Uh, number twelve, we're moving on to the Los Angeles Clippers. They're gonna win about thirty-eight to forty-three wins, in our opinion. We like last season they won forty-two. They won a record of 42, 42 and forty. They were tenth in the Western Conference. I mean, this season they acquired Martian Gortat. Don't understand that. It was just a trade to get rid of Austin Rivers, but okay. Luka on a one-year four point three mil. He's coming back to LA. Don't know why again. 
They, they, nah, that was a good pickup. They drafted though. Shea Gilgis Alexander, who I really like. Yeah, he's a really good player. Jerome Robinson's also solid as well. Um, they got Mike Scott on a one-year, four-point-three mil contract. He killed the Raptors last year. Um, and they resigned Avery Bradley to a two-year, twenty-four-point-nine million dollar contract. Uh, so some of their losses: Sam Decker. They uh, traded to, him to they Cleveland. They traded him to Cleveland, which isn't. Uh, DeAndre yeah. Jordan, Dallas Mavericks. We just mentioned that, and, and they trade. Yeah, they traded Rivers away. Um, I think it was just they want to get rid of that Doc Rivers, Austin Rivers. The yeah, whole yeah. the whole headline, I think they just want to get rid yeah. of that. Um, overall, I think it's just they're moving in the right direction. Um, overall, I think it's just Jerry West. Jerry West, we can I think we can both say in a few years this team is going to be doing something. Look, they have Jerry already, West. Okay. Jerry West has already made a huge impact on this team just because of the fact that people are not talking about the Clippers. Kawhi is interested. And then maybe a guy like Jimmy Butler, if he becomes available, the, the Clippers can make a, make a run for him. The, the Clippers have enough cap space to sign two max-level contracts next offseason. So they are in a great position. Not to mention they have a secondary star in Tobias Harris. Tobias and Lou Williams is yeah, also there. Lou Williams they, they, is they, there. they re-signed him. And they signed him to, what was his contract? They, they got him for a steal, bro. Three, four years. I was, like like, what the, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah, I would. Jerry, Jerry West is just doing Jerry West things. Well, like, we can already see this team forming. Um, yeah, I think they're just a decent team. They're not a bad team, but they're not a good team either. Yeah, so they're, like, they're not going to be like crazy because they're going yeah, like, to compete not gonna, in the West. I don't but, think like, they're going to make the playoffs. You know, they, they uh, have a good future, though. Yeah, so 12 and seed, as we mentioned, having Jerry West there makes it enticing for stars to come. People are already talking about the Clippers in a better way than that they were. Like, a couple years ago. And so, if you... Like, the Clippers are still in L.A. That's yeah. That's the, the biggest market in sports, arguably, alongside New York. So, that's... That option is still there. Um, They did get worse with DJ leaving and Austin Rivers getting traded. But um, they do get a better locker room in, in without that. Yeah. So, I mean... At the end of the day, you have to get worse to get better. And I feel like just getting rid of those two guys also frees up the contracts situation for them. So... You know, yeah, I think um, just in um, they're just banking on Tobias Harris and Lou Williams to lead them through this year. You know, just to stay co- consistent. You know, they don't want to win like crazy amount of games. Like yeah. obviously, they still want to keep like some good draft positions. Just get through this year. Pretty yeah, much. just get through the year and hope See for a good off season. off season. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number thirteen, we got uh, the Grizzlies. Um, thirty-two, thirty-six wins we're predicting for them. Last season, they had a twenty-two and sixty record, was which was fourteenth in the West. Um, if you remember though, Mike Conley was injured. Like that whole team, Marcus. They were they were like the second most players as well in the NBA. After yeah, Dallas. they were. They had like I don't know how many players. Um, they they got Kyle Anderson on a four-year, thirty-seven million dollar contract. He's a solid pickup solid, for, for solid a team that up. hasn't had a consistent small forward. You know, it's going to be good for them to have someone... A ball handler and defender. Yeah. At the very least. You know? Um, they drafted Jaron Jackson Jr. as well he with the fourth nice. pick. He's good. His... He, did he make like six threes or something Bro, in his first preseason game? He did. Yeah. Like, that's that's, that's a good... That's insane. A center who's making threes like that and who can be a monster on defense as well. That's... The funny that's thing is he wasn't even a shooter. He's not even like touted as a shooter. He's I know. just developing this now. And, and if you remember, he didn't even want to go to Grizzlies and then he was like... And then I think his agent told him, bro, just get drafted, whatever. Yeah. He was like, all right. Um, and then they also traded for Garrett Temples. Eh, whatever. Three and D player. Decent. Yeah. Um, they lost James Ennis to Rockets, which I think they made up pretty much with Kyle Anderson. Pretty much. So yeah. it's, it's not Tyreek really Evans. That they was... They weren't going to keep him anyways. Yeah, like, so. they, they were thinking about trading him anyways. So it was, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Still a good player, though. But, yeah. And then um, Ben McLemore, who went to Kings, which is whatever. I still he's don't get why the Kings got him back. Trash. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Um, yeah, so Grizzlies obviously got better with their signings. Um, and even they, they got back Mike Conley as well for this season. Hopefully he can play this season. But even with those two guys coming back, I mean, they're still, this team is They're not the enough. same team as before. They're obviously. not good enough to make it and compete in the stack. They're a lot defense. older. Um, Marcus Gasol is not what he once was either. Yeah. Um, Jaron Jackson though. Uh, hopefully he's he gonna looks be good. He looks good. I, I hope he's gonna be. Look, I feel like Memphis there. needs to start start looking for the future. They gotta trade Gasol and Conley away. Like one of those two guys has to go. I feel like Gasol has the most value right now, and like Gasol, I think Mike Conley's contract is just Gasol to deserves to win. Like he's a good player. He yeah. deserves to win something now, you know. And teams are going to want him. So I don't know. I feel like it's this is time for the Grizzlies yeah. now to. And they they just lost Tyreek Evans and James Ennis and Macklemore, who are three wings on the rotation. Um, I th- and they're just tanking. Yeah, like, you it's, know, it's, it's, it's time nothing. to just throw Marcus away and everything. It's it's time, man. Uh, moving on, number fourteen, we have the Phoenix Suns, with the record of between twenty eight and thirty three wins. Last season, their record was twenty one wins and sixty one losses. They were dead last in the Western Conference. Uh, their key offseason moves. Trevor Ariza, a one-year, $15 million contract. That's a good pickup for them just based on the fact that they get veteran leadership and they get someone who can mentor their very young team. They also And not to mention he's one of the best 3 and D players yeah, in the league. that doesn't hurt either. Uh, they also got DeAndre Ayton in the draft, the number one overall pick. Solid pickup, solid draft for them. I mean, it was a no-brainer that he was, he was going to be the number one pick. Generational. They like, traded talent. for Mikhail Bridges in the draft with, with the Sixers. I think that was a really underrated move. I mean, yeah. yes, they had to give up a first-round pick, but Mikael Bridges is that kind of player who can do it all. Right? He'll fit right in in today's NBA. Exactly. He'll fit right I in. I mean, the only problem is that the Suns have so many uh, wings that, like... They th- need a point guard, honestly. They needed a point guard, but, they, like, they, they isn't got... Isn't there a starting point guard like Isaiah Kanan or something? There's like, Isaiah what Kanan. the hell? It's Isaiah Kanan. Bro, yeah. They need to upgrade. Um, Rashawn Holmes, they also got um, decent... They traded from center. Phoenix. I mean, from Philly, whatever. sorry. Um, Darrell Arthur, yeah. Yeah, and then they, they drafted Eli Okobo from the draft. Uh, solid po- point guard. Don't know much about him, but hopefully he'll be solid. Some of their losses this offseason were Alfred Payton. He signed with the Pelicans. Jared Dudley, he was with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Alex Len traded to the he Hawks. He was already gone anyways. He hated And they team. waived Tyler Eulis, which kind of pissed off Devin Booker. Oh, and they re-signed Devin Booker. Another addition, they re-signed Devin Booker to a max level extension. Yeah. Um, they're going to be this better this year, obviously, by drafting DeAndre Ayton. Um, uh, you know, like, we all know what DeAndre Ayton is. Like, he could be a generational talent. Um, He's a freak. Yeah. Um, it could be interesting thing. It could be, like, an ex-Kobe and Shaq with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. That would be fun to watch. It would, yeah. Uh, especially with more pick and rolls in today's NBA than Kobe and Shaq did before. Um, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayn, like five years down in the future, that would be insane. Like that would be a monster pick and roll uh, combo. Um, so yeah, they're just banking on imp- internal improvement pretty much with the young guys like DeAndre Ayn, uh, Dragon Bender. Which I don't know what the hell is going on. Like he can be good, but like he just hasn't been able to put it consistently. I don't Hopefully know. this year he can actually do yeah, something. Yeah, I think he just needs a consistent role or maybe a senior yeah. change. Uh, Josh Jackson. As well, he's he's he's, he's looking good, better. Yeah, like he's, he's looking better every single season. So, um, probably hopefully like future defensive player that you're like. Did he cut his afro? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. he can see now too. Future, future, what what the hell does it have to do with it? It doesn't matter. Like at least now he can shoot properly. He could already shoot. What do you mean? No, he couldn't shoot. He wasn't a shooter. 
Okay, he wasn't he like shooting sh- like thirty percent from three? Okay, whatever. And then uh, Mikael Bridges as well, another three and D guy. Um, T.J. Warren, who's I don't know, like he needs a sometimes, shot. yeah. Um, and Rashawn Holmes as well. That's a decent Energy pickup. Guy. Yeah. Um, also, they signed Trevor Reza and Chandler. Uh, Tyson Chandler will still be there to help them out on defense and uh, Trevor Reza with shooting. So, so like overall, pretty much the Suns. Same, know, same, like same spot they had last yeah. year, pretty much. Yeah. So they're going to be about the same. They're just going to be more fun to watch. Which brings us to number fifteen, the dead last in the Western Conference. It's no brainer, the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Between 25 to 30 wins, we predict last season they were 27 and 55. They were 12th in the Western Conference, which is actually crazy, considering, like, they're the Kings. I know. Some of their key offseason moves, they drafted Marvin Bagley, who, with the second overall pick, he's a pretty solid prospect. I'm interested to see where he's in, they're going to go with him. But, you know. I've heard, I, I've seen, I don't know. Some people think Marvin Bagley is going to be a bust. I don't know. It's just I I haven't seen. I'm gonna give him a shot for this. I season. haven't seen like, like top tier level pick, like stuff from him. Like I I just haven't seen it from him. Like you know those guys that you can like just automatically exactly, see. Yeah. It. I haven't been able to see it. Like maybe he can turn out to be like I don't know like a solid like maybe rotation two, guy like all star or something like solid like maybe at the max like. Two-time roster or something, which would be an upgrade, anyways, for Sacramento because they have nobody, anyways. But like, still, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Marvin Bagley yet. I mean, we'll Just see give about him like him. a few years. Yeah, we'll see much. about him. I mean, they also brought back Ben Macklemore. I don't know why. And yeah, that was two-year, ten point six million dollar deal. So now you you're are stuck literally with ben giving him like five point like three million season for pretty no much. They got Yogi yeah. Ferrell, solid point guard, two years, six point one mil. They also signed Nemanja Bielitsa on a three-year, 20.4 mil contract, which is, uh, he's a decent player. Yeah, um, I mean, like, the Timberwolves didn't need him, so. Yeah. Uh, the key losses, Vince Carter, he went to the Hawks. Garrett Temple, they traded him to Memphis. And they lost Bruno Caboclo because he signed with the Rockets. Bruno! <laughs> Bruno, man. Shout out Bruno. Um, there's not really much to say. This, These are the Sacramento Kings. They just cannot do shit right. And... Yeah, that's all I have to say about them. Pretty much, they they just want to improve internally as well. Um, like sure, all the for other. Being nice. No, but okay. I hope Deer and Fox can be good. No, he's good. Harry Giles coming out of high school had so much hype, but for real, he guy, looks. This good. guy like killed both of his legs, bro, or whatever. Whatever yeah. all his injuries were. I think Harry yeah. Giles was. Harry Giles has monster potential, but it's just he can't. He can't. No, but he he looks he looked good in summer league. So you know, Frank Mason the third is someone who I like from the Kings. Yeah. Oh, Bogdan Bogdanovich too. Oh, he's yeah. a pretty he damn good. Really good. He's, he's pretty good too. He was really um, good. He's a um, yeah. He's a good player. They still got Buddy Healed. He he's he's, yeah, he's, he's gonna be he's, solid. He's, Justin Jackson. Yeah. I mean, they got good players, but it's just they're not good enough to be. Yeah, honest. like they're a young and improving team, but they're still trash. Okay. Like, sorry, Kings fans. I and mean, probably yeah, they're really. gonna have more dysfunction coming next season as well. Every it's single the Kings. Se- it's, yeah, it's the Kings. Every single season they have like dumpster fires. Um, yeah, pretty much just between executives and stuff they're gonna have. So yeah, pretty much guys, that's it for our Western Conference preview. I mean, most of the excitement's gonna be in the top the top eight, other than that, you know Yeah, Dallas, LA. And Dallas, know. like there's a couple some, other, some of the teams out of the playoff race are still pretty yeah, fun to watch. You know, but, but yeah. majority of the hype is going to be around the Western Conference uh, playoffs. It's going to be exciting. 
you know, I can't wait for the playoffs. Golden State is going to win again this year. They're going to win the chip, but the playoffs are definitely going to be fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, minus Golden State series. Yeah, let us know if you guys agree with our picks, disagree. Let us know. You can uh, follow us on social media. Even let us know. You know, if you don't, if you like think we're, we're terrible pieces of shit, let us know. Follow us <laughs> on our Twitter and our IG. IG at it's at up and under pod. So and that's an N, not an and. So up and under pod. So follow us on our IG, Twitter, and Facebook. Get all the latest updates. Uh, yeah. Also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we post up a more the the entire podcast on YouTube so for you guys to find find it there. Also subscribe to the podcast and all the podcasting platforms: iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, Audio Boom, and all the other podcasting affiliations. Yeah, just comment under our social media if you want to beef in the comments section yeah, for man. no reason. Yo, we're man, done. we ready to scrap. Don't worry. Yeah, we're done. Yo, yo, y'all think that we're pieces of shit, bro? Yo, Golden State fans, where you at? Nah, but still. Either way, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Definitely don't don't like. insult like ten year old kids like that, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. Golden I'm an State asshole. Fans. I'm gonna insult anybody. Bro, the Golden State fans are all ten year old kids. <laughs> yeah, man. But I hope you guys. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, leave it a like, subscribe, and uh, as always, guys, we'll yeah. see you guys in the, in the next episode of the Up and Under podcast. I don't know.